squeeze it there. Broadhurst down, Bound still pumping punches into it. That's a big Oh, it is a miracle! The play continues. They could sidestep on a trip and win this line. Good one. A smack their bottoms. 40-20. It's a 40-20. It's there. Hits the crossbar. You won't see anything like that again this year. And maybe never. Digging up dead football. It's the Rugby League Cemetery. It does not get any better than that. Yes, this is the Rugby League Cemetery. It is very good to have you with us. And this, I have to tell you, my very good friends, is a very special cemetery episode. We're not talking about a particular match. We're not talking about a particular player. We're not even talking about the Phantom Siren. We are talking about the concept of underrated players. One of the great tropes of Rugby League, one of the things that gets trotted out every year about dozens of players in the NRL. And today we want to explore that concept and pull together our underrated 17, uh, the team of the most uh, cliched underrated players of all time. And I want to make this very clear for listeners. We're not interested in whether these players actually were underrated. We're not interested in discussing how accurately they were rated by the rugby league community. What we're interested in here is underrated talk and underrated hype. Gazzy, that's about right, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, uh, in an exercise like this, there is a, a quite a bit of leeway um, for there'll be people that don't quite meet other people and, and back and forth. But I think so. People that people consider to be underrated uh, as a community, I, I think, is probably the most important thing for this list. Can I, can I say I found this so exciting to do that I, I sat down and just I, I have like, for example, on the wing, I have about 20 names here. Yeah. This could be a long podcast of people that just either were actually underrated, were spoken about as being underrated. Um, everyone from, like, barely played to people who were internationals and somehow still people would talk about them being underrated. That's the sort of people there's everywhere and anywhere in between on this list. Yeah, that's right. And this is it. It doesn't, mm. it doesn't discriminate. that You can be underrated whilst being in the test side or playing state of origin. And you can also be underrated coming off the bench for, for the team coming last. Like there's no, mm. there's no scale, uh, there's no parameters around this, uh, and, and and so it's a, <laughs> it is a very strange concept. But people people listening to this will know exactly what we're talking about straight away, right? Like they when they, when they close their eyes, when they hear the term, oh, he's very underrated. They will have a player in mind. I was going to ask you actually, who is the quintessential underrated player? When, like the Rorschach, without thinking about it, when you mm. think underrated rugby league player, who comes into your mind? Well, Sean Fensom. Thank you. Uh, Sean Fensom is the captain of that team. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there's there's quite a – if you look at sort of the Venn diagram, there's quite a crossover of people who uh, should have made origin and people who are underrated. Yes. But people who people say he should have played origin being on the underrated list. Uh, but Sean Fensom is the quintessential, particularly Canberra, Sean Fenson, that sort of era is the most, I think, yeah. obvious example of someone that everyone, they're players a lot of the time who people who like old school rugby league love, but maybe if we really look hard and acknowledge it, we will <laughs> acknowledge that they perhaps aren't doing some things that more rated players are doing. Like guys that, because fans just love guys who desperately, who either make 50 tackles or make all these cover tackles or take all these horrible stodgy runs under pressure. Um, so like, There'd be a lot of people out there who are much more fond of Sean Fenson than like David Fafita or something, who totally. like tramples everyone and makes all these line breaks because there's just this rugby leagueism and, and something we deeply inside we all love about battlers, right? Yeah, and the, and you're right. It's 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 a 
it's very much born out of an 80s sensibility and like a pre mm. a pre NRL era sensibility about tough guys that dig in and do a job and battle away and you know he's he's really underrated you know you look at him he doesn't miss his tackles and he's always mm. getting there and he's always there in support and all that stuff it's very uh, someone who influences the game without necessarily having the tools that we would expect them to need to do it a lot of the time. And there's there's no bad examples of that. There's some ones in here that were fantastically skilled players that I just happened to think somehow didn't get the credit they deserved. And mm. people would say, oh, he's underrated. But but to, to to a large degree, it's a lot a lot of people on this list, particularly in the forwards, are players that manage to have an influence, a positive influence in a team without necessarily, you know, if you were doing the uh, you know, the draft in the NFL and they were in the combine and they did the hundred meter sprint and the big jump, you know, they do that, they measure their leap, their bench press, yeah. their jump, all this stuff. They wouldn't have that much pace or power or they'd be missing a lot of the things you'd look at, the raw attributes, but somehow manage to have really good careers and really be a positive influence for their club sites. That's sort of a bit of a marker. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. And and it's 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 just such a big thing in the game. People love to do this, like mm. for one reason or another. People just love to say player X is underrated. Uh, mm. So much so, Gazzy, that there are so many different ways to say it without even using the magic word. Uh, and I wanted to try and define our job here a little bit mm. by setting out some of the synonyms, some of the words that people will use to describe an underrated player. And so if you have ever been described as this, mm. you're pretty much in our crosshairs for this episode. I'll, I'll give you this list. Feel free to add to it when I'm done. Mm. Reliable. Mm. Dependable consistent and i will add to all of that mr reliable mr dependable mr consistency which yeah. are all subcategories <laughs> right? any mr if you get mistered the other one is mr fix it he's been a real mr fix it for them this year which mm. generally means like second rower who plays either in the halves or in the centers uh then we have things like unsung hero which i always when i think about unsung hero i hear sterlo's voice in my head <laughs> sterlo is one of the great arbiters of underrated uh, players and he will always kind of come in from on high and say, you know, Bill Peden, he's been a real unsung hero for the Knights this season. Um, <laughs> he <laughs> loves Bill Peden. That's one of the reasons I loved Sterling growing up. Was he, he he wouldn't let a game go by without making sure everyone knew <laughs> that Bill Peden was underrated. <laughs> That's it. I can just hear it in my head like so clearly. Yeah. Um, he did it so often. Uh, then we have things like he doesn't get the accolades he deserves. Mm, yeah. Uh, he doesn't get the raps. He flies under the radar. Uh, he's a coach's dream. When he doesn't get the raps, you've almost got to add these teammates, like like he like he's oh, loved by his teammates, like he's someone so you'd glad. love to play with, like because you got to say you know he doesn't get the raps or, or you know the um the, the fans might not see it, but oh his teammates love to play with him. You know, I'm so glad you said this. <laughs> yeah. that, it was that you've. It was the last yeah. thing I had on my list was he might be underrated by some, but he's not underrated by his teammates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can I um can I add to that for a few with you? Of course. I think uh, workhorse comes up a lot because, <laughs> yes. like, you know, say Payne Haas, biggest motor in the NRL, and Jason Tamalolo, like they, they make mm. 300 metres a lot of weeks, but no one would call them a workhorse because no, they, be they do it with too much pace of power. To be a workhorse, you've got to really sort of plod along a bit with where you're doing it and not look like you've got all that much pace and you've got to look tired and stuff, not like it's easy and, yeah. and you can just take off. Um, safe as houses is one that you'll see a lot out in the backs. Usually um, means a slow fullback. <laughs> yeah, it can. It can. It, it's um, yeah, that's exactly slow right. winger. Yeah. yeah, it's slow winger. I was thinking as well. Uh, someone plying his trade. 
and tradesman. You'll see it. He's a tradesman or a jack of all trades. The trouble with tradesman is that it leads very it leads very seamlessly into once you get described as a tradesman, you're on the mm. course to be described as a journeyman. Yes, <laughs> also could mean it's, it's a like, little bit below underrated is journeyman. Yeah, and journeyman yeah. is someone who played for a lot of clubs, but not like someone who was really good who played for a lot of clubs, like say Brett Kamali would never yeah. have been described as a journeyman. That would no, be, whereas... I, I was going to say, if you'll let me do the distinction, a, mm. a underrated player who will come up on the list, say an underrated player might be Nigel Plum, but Jeremy Lattimore is a journeyman. Yes. It, it, he wouldn't be an underrated player. He's a journeyman. There's just a little, mm. there's just a John spark Carlo. of difference. John Carlo, yeah. I don't yeah. remember ever really being described as underrated. He just was no, always journeyman. around. Yeah. Doing, yeah. And the last one I had on the list was just, um, I think this applies particularly to hooker, is scheming. Because yeah. if you're a scheming hooker, uh, it tends to be you don't really you don't really hear, hear them talk about that. Like you would never hear them call really explosive hookers, or even like a Danny Baderas or a Cameron. So you don't hear them called scheming, even though they very much do scheme. A scheming's got to be someone who's just sort of got something to offer, but is a bit is sort of at that sub elite level. You know what I mean? He's scheming, isn't he? Halfback too. The, Halfback th- as well. Yeah, and I think the unspoken bit of scheming is he's not all of these things, but he is scheming. He's clever. You've got to watch him. He's wily. He's a Someone, wily old... Yep. Somehow he gets the ball, you know, through with grubbers or with passes through the line, despite not much looking like it's going on, right? Yes. Like yeah. Uh, you know, a bit of craft off the ground from a hooker who looks one way and then catches you off guard and goes the other. He can't actually beat you with pace or, or anything. That that's um, that, There's a lot of good phrases in there. That, this is there? fantastic. I'm enjoying this. We could it's, just do is... this for another hour instead of doing the positions. <laughs> because it is. It's so... It just happens like every game almost. Mm. There is somebody described as one of those things. He's been misdependable yeah. for them this year. Uh, and, and as you rightly pointed out earlier, particularly in relation to Sean Fenson, the ultimate expression of all of these things is rep clamour. Mm. Is this guy, he's been so reliable. He's so, you know, I tell you, if you picked him for New South Wales, he wouldn't let you down. He wouldn't let you down. He, you know, and there's, yeah. there's a move from kind of <laughs> wouldn't let you down at origin yeah. level to... Uh, he needs to like he needs to get picked and big clamour like yeah. Sean Fenton. This went on for years. Like, why hasn't he been picked for this? Uh, he's got. It, is it because he plays for Canberra? Like, mm. oh, there's always some reason that oh, you know, I know he's a bit unfashionable. It's it's the gold logie of rugby league. Is yeah. what happens is eventually if you're if you're just if you battle away and toil for a long enough time, they end up saying, let's just chuck this guy. This is this guy's turn for the gold logie. Like like Sean Fenton was sort of not in the best two – I love Sean Fenton. I hate saying this, but maybe not in the best two, two second rowers when he was 20, yeah. but also not in the best two second rowers when he was 28. But when he's 28, they've been like, he's been he's been good for so long. Just give him a bloody origin game. Yeah. Like, nobody it's... was actually saying he was actually the best option that year, but it's like that, you know, like they, when they start giving the gold logo to someone who's been on home and away for 15 years. They're well, just like, you know what? It's his turn. Get him in. When and, you think and, about and it. I back it. I back it hard. A subset, by the way, of your origin thing is saying that Queensland would pick him. <laughs> Whenever it's anyone from New South Wales, it's like, ah, oh, we'll never learn. Queensland to pick him. Queens who have less players available and therefore pick more battlers a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, Queensland to pick him. I tell you what. Absolutely. It's funny you say about the gold logies. I think John Wood's gold logie after mm. uh, John Wood's gold logie after 20 years on Blue Healers is probably <laughs> yeah. the uh, the standard there. I think John, John Wood, in fact, got the gold logie the year Blue Healers got binned. Um, which solid season, which like is the equivalent of like if Sean Fenzerman got picked for state of origin when he was completely busted, which does happen. So like Nathan Merritt's selection for mm. state of origin was 
well after he had done a lot of the things yeah. that made him, that created the clamour for him. You know, he kept <laughs> scoring when he was like, Souths were coming last. And then they picked him when Souths were good, but he was starting to slow off a bit. Yeah. Uh, did, didn't Alf from home and away win a gold boat? Am I right? Because oh, yes, I'd did. like you to do yeah, a comparison yeah. on who that, like what the comparison to rugby league would be there if we're yeah, calling John sure. But I think that's up there. But no, you're exactly right. It does often happen. Uh, Hasm got one very late too, who was often considered he should have got rep games. Um, yeah, he's on my it, list. Not, he, he played well in the origin, but it was very late and sort of quite a bit after quite a lot of his best stuff. Yeah. Um, he was sort of like fairly aged and not as quick as he used to be, and he got his origin game right at the end. But um, oh, I'm loving this. Can we, can we get I'm, into this? I'm just I'm, I'm so, stinging to get into yeah, this. Yeah, no, I know. Likewise. I wanna put I wanna fr- I'm not gonna take up any more of your time other than to say there are a few walk up starts, things that make you mm. a much better prospect to be underrated and to get mm. overrated status. And they are as follows, I think, and feel free to add. Mm. If you are a slow winger in a grand final side, you're yeah. Big chance of, you know, he's been dependable on that wing. He's a good finisher. Mm. Um, t- like tackling lock, I think we've covered. Mm. Uh, any forward who has ever played for Craig Bellamy, uh, <laughs> any anyone who has ever played for a provincial club, especially the Raiders or North Queensland. There's a few uh, of them on my list. It's like heaps of those <laughs> I, are going to come up. So just I would prepared. end up picking. I would end up picking a Canberra or North Queensland player and then ending up with having to put seven more on my list because once I picked one, I started thinking of that whole side, and all of yeah. a sudden, like I was like, "Oh, I got to get six of them in." Yeah. So, sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, that, it absolutely stacks <laughs> up. Uh, a regular part of a success of a team that's been successful for a long time, like you say, after a certain amount of time, if you've got a team who were in the top four for five years and regularly on Friday night football, there's a tipping point at which everybody at the same time goes, mm. "Hang on, that guy who is not in the top ten players in this team, he's really, you know, he's been there for a long time. Mm. He's been a big part, not underrated by his teammates." Mm. Um, Usually Anyone, just before he gets a really big deal to go to the West Tigers. <laughs> yeah, as a as a col- as a culture signing, which is the yeah. in modern times, now that there's yeah. all this culture stuff, those guys cash in, right? Like they get signed yeah. by bad teams to go. It's almost and- wrecked this project, is that yeah. in the modern era, as soon as you're underrated for four or five years in a good team, you end up um sort of the vice captain at Newcastle, the Gold Coast or the West Tigers, and yeah. then everyone realizes you're not doing that much. But they don't do any better with you and the team. Yeah. Because there's all this, oh, yeah. you know, we've brought, he's a really good system. Yeah. He's come from a good system. He's going to bring that culture down here. Yeah. Uh, and then the other two, I think, are uh, I think there's, there's obviously a huge crossover here with like state of origin bolter mm. chat and test bolter, but also anyone who's ever been picked on Queensland's bench outside of the eight in a row years is right yeah. in the frame <laughs> here. Um, and I think we also will at some point talk about utility value, which has a huge crossover with, yeah. with, with, with underratedness. I think the only thing to add to that is really good players in out of town teams. So when you get like, I mean, you can't be Andrew Johns good, but when, when you play, when Melbourne pre the big four had a really good player or, or when the Warriors have a, a gun or something like that. Um, and especially back like these days, people forget the pre sort of like Fox streaming and KO era when you, yeah. a lot of people only had free to air and, you know, you could get, there'll be a, a guy I'm very much thinking of at Cowboys on the wing and guys um, at, at New Zealand and stuff like that, that were really elite players. This team went ever on TV. So you only ever saw them in state of origin or the test matches. And if they were Kiwi or something, you, know, you saw yeah. them only once on free to air a year when Australia beat them by 30 in the, in the, in the Anzac test or something. So there'd be a lot of guys there where you get, if people who really knew the game would be going on about how good they were like guys who were sort of, 90% of the way to being completely elite, but just never on television. Yeah, no, that, absolutely. And and in that, you're right. Like in that era, 
there were teams that nobody saw. Yeah. The, you, the saturation coverage of rugby league now is is totally foreign mm. to people who grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, you, you had to have Fox. You had to have the dish for 60 a mm. month to watch North Queensland yeah. versus the Raiders on Super Saturday. Yeah. Uh, none of this, none of this 25 bucks to stream KO. Uh, okay, let's hook into it, shall we? Yes, we should. Um, we should just set the ground rule. I think we uh, neglected to it first, which is just that in compiling these lists, because of our ages, we have stuck to the NRL era. Yes. Um, for all the listeners who are going to sort of come in and wonder why Phil Sigsworth's not in here or something, it's yes. we we only have to we sort of had to in doing this. Uh, it's not a cutoff for any other reason than we do need to sort of been old enough to recall it and put it together. Yes. And, and uh, because it's such yeah. a vibe thing, right? You had to have been yep. alive to experience the vibe, I think. You can't research who was underrated in the same way that you can. No. Was, yeah. No, that's right. So we've gone, we would, we would have been about sort of mid-primary school at the start of the NRL era. So it's well well set up for us to cover uh, this glorious time in the game. Yes, you're absolutely right. Now, how this is going to work, listeners, we're going to go position by position. Uh, we're going to bandy a few names around and then try and settle on the ultimate one or two players in this position, depending on where it is, and actually pull together a final side, a, an underrated 13 with a bench as well. Mm. Uh, I reckon that bench is going to be very high in utility value uh, if I was having a oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, there'll be no problem with HIAs. We've got a lot no. of blokes on to cover various things. Cover, cover very, Doing a, a job pos- anyway, yeah. <laughs> we can cover a lot of positions at a very mediocre level. Now, yeah. we begin with uh, with the fullback position, uh, the custodian. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I think I think custodian, by the way, you never hear James Tedesco described as custodian. Like, it's very... Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear custodian enough anymore <laughs> at, at all. Um, it's at, very... It's a, as a tiebreaker for an underrated fullback, I think it goes without saying you have to be able to do this. But before you give us the names, if we can't decide, if we get down to two or three and can't decide, it just has to be whoever dropped the least bombs, you know? Yeah. Because that's a category of underrated. Um, if we get stuck here, and I don't think we will, but if we get stuck, I think that's how we'll decide it. But um, why don't you give me your fullbacks? Um, yeah. I'll disagree or, or comment on anyone you left out, and I, I might then give you who I've got that you don't if there is such a thing exists. I think that's a good idea. Um, so our, my, my underrated fullbacks, I only wrote down a few. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's one at the moment who is right in the crosshairs of this, and that's mm. Dylan Edwards. And, in fact, after I thought of Dylan Edwards, the next day I saw an article saying he's one of the most underrated players in the comp but not by his teammates, which sent me, <laughs> sent me quite gaga, I have to say. I um, left him off for that reason only because he's like, it just needs to – we need a bit more time, but he will yeah. end up that way because he'll never get picked in a rep team. So, yeah, no. that's a good good shout from you. He's a good example. He's a very good modern one. If, if someone younger is listening to this, this Dylan yeah. Edwards is right in the in the yep. zone for this. The ones that I had, uh, mm. I had two I had two Lukes who went on to become NRL match officials. <laughs> yeah, got him. Um, yep. Who are right in, right in this. Uh, Luke mm. Phillips of the most of the, of the, of the Sydney Roosters. And I think... Mm-hmm. One of the really strong contenders in this position is Luke Patton. Uh, for you know, a little bit of the Steelers, a little bit of the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, so he, they were two that I had. I also had, mm-hmm. I also had Brett Carney. Uh, so did I? I can't <laughs> get you with that. I wrote <laughs> Brett Carney down, and I thought there's no way he'll write him down. I'm going to pull him up. No, I got Brett Carney. Brett, Brett Carney, by the way, was the first person I did. I did work experience at Rugby League Week, and the first. Uh, article I got done was like I, they took me to a Sharks game on, on like a Friday night and they yeah. were like go and interview someone I was so nervous I was 17 and I went up to Brett Carney and asked him what it was like to take over from the peach he was like yeah no nah, I'm really hoping to make the position my own and they oh. published that me saying but it was like you know the little shorts they had yeah. in rugby league week like five lines and it was like uh 
with my byline of Luke Garrity under it. Uh, Brett Carney, yeah, no, nah, I'm looking forward to taking over from the Peach. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, don't don't, so don't think you're going to get that past me. Ah. You're going to get up pretty early in the morning to get early yeah. 2000s Cronulla players past me, boy. Uh, <laughs> the other two that I had, and one of them which I only threw in late because I saw him mention, I wasn't looking for him, and I saw him mention was Michael Gordon. Um, yeah. But also, and this yeah. I think, again, this is going to be controversial because he didn't play much of his career there. Mm. But I think if we're going to talk underrated fullbacks and noting that the the, the, the climax of the underrated mm. journey is to get whipped up so much for being underrated that you get picked for New South Wales. Are you going to say Mark Hughes? I'm going to say Mark Hughes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I picked that I, up about 20 seconds ago, but yeah. The, so. Mark Hughes, I know he played centre for most of his yeah. career, but he was so whipped up for being underrated that he ended up getting picked to play a full series at yeah. fullback in state of origin in a time when New South Wales were not short of options. So I just throw his name into the mix as well, but I'd love to hear yours. Yep. Uh, very good. I didn't have Mark Hughes, but I do have him in the centres. So um, I'll yeah. cross him off and move him to fullback. That's even better because it's an underrated position that he played. He was underrated and underrated in his secondary position. Um, yeah, no, got the same ones as you. Uh, I have a couple more. I have Ben Hornby. Um, I think I think yep. you need Ben Hornby on that list. Uh, another one, Ben Hornby, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's almost a double candidate. Um, I have I have Rocket Rod Silver um, mm. because I think he was sub elite, like, but very like. There's a thing about like is that he is better remembered than a lot of players who were actually even probably better than him. Like, the, if you know what I mean, like he didn't make any rep side ever. But anyone who watched football in the nineties will tell you will be like, oh, Rocket Rod Silver. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, he was good. God, he was good. But he never, he never made Origin or any of the rep sides or anything. So I think he's one. Um, I have three more. One is a modern one. Um, I think we need a modern one. I think uh, Chance Nickel Clockstar. Great shout. A quintessential underrated fullback like that run to the grand final and the prelim for the Raiders and really doing a job, like never made mistakes, was making huge meters and stuff, and everyone was like, oh God, he's safe and doing a good job, but. You know, he's sort of not even in the team now because they found someone super fast. So it's like, and it's, that's, yeah. That, that, he is a, a very late in the day example. It's the way mm. fullback has gone. It's very hard to be yep. an underrated fullback these days. Uh, mm. And he, when he came through, it was very strange seeing someone playing like that again, doing yep. that old style fullback run of cover tackles and support play and safe under bombs and turning up in important parts of the field, but not mm. passing for tries or breaking many tackles. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, final two, I've got Clinton Shikoski. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was underrated. And I think uh, Robbie Ross is an example of an elite player uh, playing out of town. Because Robbie Ross like was playing at the same time that Robbie O was really good, the same time Darren Lockyer was really good. And and he, I don't think many people remember like that he sort of like got picked when he was at the Broncos. He actually got picked at fullback over Lockyer briefly. He then gets picked for Australia when O'Davis and Lockyer are both available when he's in Melbourne and he had those couple of really good years, but they sort of was never doing playing for the Hunter Mariners and the Melbourne storm predominantly. It just never caught on the way he would have caught on in Sydney. It just didn't mm. uh, guys who watched the game closely. I'll tell you how good he was, but it never just caught off in that sort of hype you need in the paper to be a superstar, you know, like, Oh, you know, like if, if he'd have done that for new, if, if, if he did that for the Newcastle Knights, you oh, know, yeah. or, or in a one-town team, or, or in Sydney for the Roosters or something, or or Brisbane, it'd be, he would have been so big. Mm. Um, and it was and he short just never too. got it to that height. 
Yeah, and it didn't last that long, I guess, because of his injuries and everything. Yep. So it, mm. you're right, the combination of those two things mean that he doesn't have the place in the sport that other people probably who weren't as good as him uh, have. No, no. Yeah, I mean, if you if at one point you get picked over Darren Lockyer at fullback for Australia and, and mm. Robbie Owen that, and then you don't make, say, the Hall of Fame, which you probably won't, um, I think that's straight into the underrated category. And a lot of that, I think, as you said, time frame, but also having done it for Melbourne. But um, that's my complete list. And if I could make a suggestion to you, I think this was an easy one. And I, it's, I'm happy to be told otherwise, but I think it's Luke Patton. Yeah, I think, I think it is too. The general. Well, the general, that's right. And he played for so long. Like he has such yeah. a long career, won a premiership with the Bulldogs, but mm. was still there long after the Bulldogs were strong. Like he, he yep. kind of lasted into the, mm. the, 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 the end of the 2000s. Uh, and very much the classical fullback. And because yeah. they were such a jacked-up team, right, like 2004, yeah. they've got that outrageous set of forwards. They've got a Nasta. They've got some flashy backs. and Sterling. a Mas- mm. Yeah, like it was. he was ripe for, you know, they've got a lot of big players, but Luke Patton, well, <laughs> they couldn't yeah. do it without Luke Patton. So yeah, I, 100%. He wouldn't make your top five. If you listed a top five players in that side, he wouldn't get in it. But then everyone would be like, I tell you what, they couldn't be without him. Yeah, you're right. That's very Dylan Edwards, isn't it? Like if yes. you went through Penrith's team now and everyone like, oh, they've got to have him there. But then you go, tell me their five best players and nobody put him in it. Absolutely right. And that's yeah. probably a mark that Dylan Edwards uh, will, be, will will get a lot of, because of the way the game is now, Dylan Edwards will get a lot of offers to go elsewhere. Whereas Luke mm. Patton played seven or eight years at the Bulldogs and was there for a long time. And yep. uh, I don't remember there ever being a kind of clamour to poach him or anything like that. It seems to have, that, that dynamic seems to have changed a little bit. But yes, I think Luke Patton is our fullback and I'm glad that we've been able to agree on that. Uh, so that that's the first position dealt with. Now I'm going to ask you, Gazzy, to give me your wingers. Okay. I've got I've got about seven or eight of them, but I suspect, mm. and I think there will be some crossover. Wing is a, as we discussed, I think wing is a real important position in this team. Yeah, I, I've got 20, so Good. I'll, I'll try and do them quickly for you. Sorry. Ah. Um, uh, firstly, uh, I have Matt Singh who is a weird yep. one because of how good he was. But I, I, as I sort of mentioned before, I think being out of sight a bit in North Queensland and not on TV, I think a lot of people, I, I think one of the reasons that he deserves to be on there is like it was in an era of Wendell Sailors and off the Mad Dog and Lottie sort of era of big flashy wingers and stuff. And Matt Singh was, was like, I would call him dependable and safe, but he was electric as well. But he had that sort of those qualities where, I do think dependable with Matt Singh. I think Matt Ping, oh, God, he was dependable and safe, um, which is selling him a bit short because he's actually mm. very good. But, very, a lot so, of upside. So he's, he's a great try scorer. Yeah. yeah. Nathan Merritt is an obvious one. Again, I probably don't need to go over that too much. Uh, I've got Michael Robertson mm. uh, at Manly. Those good Manly teams, yeah. Yeah, Michael Robertson mm. scoring in a grand final. A lot of, uh, a lot of yeah. Michael Robertson hype arose out of that. Yeah. I've got Chris Hicks, who I thought really did a job in <laughs> yes. the early... Des error at Manly. Uh, I have Scott Donald. Scott uh, Donald. I'm so glad you said Scott Donald. I thought of him. I was driving. I've been thinking yeah. about this because we had this idea to do this earlier last yeah. week. And I've been thinking for that every now and again, my brain will go to, I think about underrated footballs. And I was driving last night and Scott mm. Donald floated into my head and I didn't write it down because I didn't know I was yeah. driving, but I was like, Gazzy will be there. Yeah. That's what happened to me when I was doing the washing today, preparing for this. And I was, when, <laughs> I, I was just doing the washing and I went, Scott Donald. I ran back to my list and wrote him down. <laughs> so, uh, I have the Whippet, Brett Howland. Uh, very small, the Whippet. Um, I think like being really tiny, like really sort of thin on the wing and stuff and doing a job brings you up there. 
I have I have as a modern one. I have to, I think you have to have the Don Anthony Don. Don, um, it's such yes. a dog. Like anyone, because <laughs> anyone who watches a lot of Super Saturdays or discards the Don, you know that it, it's. But I mean, like he wouldn't. I'm, I would hazard a guess that he wouldn't even really like most years of his career would probably not make City Country, but it's still underrated. You know, like um, mm. I don't know if he ever did play City Country. Probably did when it got really wonky. Um, and the Don, I think, touches on one of the important things about. <laughs> the whole underrated concept that very often it is used as a way for super Saturday types and people Mm. who watch a lot of unfashionable teams to kind of lord it over other people. Right. And go, no, no, no. You see, if you watched as much football as I do, you would know, you know, you don't watch the Gold Coast play (laughs) at four at three o'clock on super Saturday. Whereas I do. And I know that Anthony Don, you know, he's a really good Mm. finisher and he, he does a really good job for them and he's an important player for the Titans and, all you of are this spot stuff. on, and, it's and their very... lives are poorer for not watching three PM Saturdays. Yeah, yeah. There's a real smug element to underrated status. Like if you start, if you feel that you're in a position to start going, he is underrated. Mm. So, very often there is an undercurrent of like, I know better because I'm a bigger fan. I'm a better fan than you. I watch more football. A hundred percent. Like watching a uh, watching the Don Mark say David Fuza tour in a Warriors Titans yeah. uh, match on the Gold Coast at three on a Saturday and saying how both of them have got a lot of ability is a really good way to show that you know what you're talking about. Um, I have another one. This is an interesting one because I really struggled to know what position to put him in, but I think he's got to be on the list, and that's Matt Geyer. And I've Ooh. named him on the wing because that's where he made his. It's where he played his three origins. Yeah. Um. And and there's a few positions you could put him in, but I I think that the wing is the one because it's where he actually got his rep games, and him getting rep games is right in that category, right? Like, not that he because he would not let you down and was fine, but the geez, it's like smack bang in the era of them picking like McDougal and like like tear away like big wingers, and it, you know a couple of years later they're picking Matt King and these Tamana Tahu and these guys, and 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 he doesn't really fit any of those molds. He's sort of no. small bloke. Um, patched holes, but but he's on there. Um, Can I, well, he's on my list as well. Uh, he, I think, yeah. I think he's a good option, mm. but I think there is another Melbourne option who I'm sure is on your list who is mm. a little bit better than Matt Geyer. Okay. Uh, and that's Steve Turner. Yeah, he, he's, who, he was, yes, he's on the list. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. Yeah. Um, Steve Turner got picked for New South Wales out of that Melbourne side and like in the peak cheating Melbourne era. Uh, and I think that he he was a real he's the one when I think it's him and Michael Robertson when I think of a fairly limited winger in very good side who mm. starts to get a bit of hype through like crashing yep. going over untouched a lot off say Greg Inglis Israel Folau yeah uh, whoever yeah no, good shout um, to keep the theme going while we're on that theme of origin uh, we had to have Adam Mogg. Yes, um, you have to have Adam Mogg. Uh, he could be picked in the centres. I think but... of him as a centre, but I yeah, yeah, but he was on the wing in that Origin. I think. I, I think Ooh, he scored yeah, in I'll the corner a, a couple yeah, of yeah. times. Yeah, I might be wrong, but I've I, got I, a I feeling, think... Gazzy. I'm going to look this up as we talk, but I've just mm. got a feeling that Adam Mogg played at centre with Greg Inglis on the wing. But I'm going to check. <laughs> I hope so. I, I, <laughs> I, I swear I remember him scoring in the corner, but but give it a look. Um, another one for you, Sam Perrett. Yes, he's um, on my list. Yeah, good. He should be. Uh, I I didn't want to put this person in because it'll upset you because I know how much you hate him in Parramatta, but Luke Burt has to be on that list because it was so fashionable, even though not fashionable with you. Talking about how underrated Luke Burt was is right yeah. at the top of the list. Um, I, I, don't, I couldn't stand him because of that, purely because yeah. of that. Um, and possibly he was involved, by the way, in possibly the peak of mm. the underrated project was remember the farewell 
Remember the game? Yeah. The Luke Burt, Nathan Hindmarsh, Ben Hornby, Dean Young, I think it was, farewell? Might have been, yeah. It was, Is that right? It yeah, was Hindmarsh and Burt for sure, yeah. There were two from each side and yeah. it was played at the at Homebush and they were both out of contention for the finals. Mm. And uh, they had this huge, they whipped up this huge occasion to farewell these great servants. And they had about mm. 50,000 people. It was massive, that big presentation on the field. Mm. You were right, by the way. I'm going to wish you a retraction. Adam Mogg did play on the wing. Uh, he replaced Greg Inglis for games two and three. Yeah, I uh, thought in, he came in, in for five. My apologies. My no, apologies. That's okay. I forgive you. Thank you. Um, so I, I dare I'll obviously, about... I'll obviously be editing that whole exchange out. Yeah, uh, when we. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he usually does. That's why he always looks like he knows what he's told you. He smugs it out when I uh, get him <laughs> on a few points. A um, couple more for you quickly. Uh, I have sideshow Bob Matt Peterson on yeah. the list. <laughs> Good shout. Um, now that's a vibe. I accept that's a vibe. I don't know how many other people thought he was underrated, but if we're going to get on this thing, I'm going to talk sideshow Bob at some point. Yeah, uh, I have Fine famous Amos. Famous Amos, I think deserves to be on there. Uh, I have Dave Simmons. Dave slow Simmons, winger, shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Slow winger. Um, while we're on slow wingers, I have the quintessential slowest winger of all time, Luke Cavell, on there yep. because he kicked goals, and that's what was underrated about him. And finish with a couple quick. I have Jason Nightingale, I, who was very fashionable. Uh, the nighty. I have Hazem, and uh, I have Michael Barney just because I wanted to put him on the list. <laughs> I don't even think I checked. I don't even think he played more than twenty games, but I thought he was really underrated and should have played more. So I'm yeah, that's Michael good from you. Well, uh, I can so I miss I'm, anyone. No, I'm proud to tell you that you have crossed out everybody. I had I had Turner, Cavell, Nightingale, El Masri, Burt, Robertson, Guy up, Perrett. Um, Hazem is difficult because he was so Hazem's a funny one because he was so rated for his goal kicking, his legendary status and mm. nobody would ever shut up about how good he was at kicking goals but that over time coalesced into you know Hazem, he's always talked about his goal kicking but he's a good winger in his own right, he's important you know um, yeah, it, he wasn't getting picked in rep teams and stuff but like he was really famous for one thing um, that's mm. niche but yeah. um, have you got I found this hard to pick yeah, to pick a winner on. Um, I, I don't know what you thought. I have a real view, uh, and I, I'm happy to rule him out because he was too good. But I really have a view that Matt Singh was incredibly underrated. Yeah, I think when he was but at he the might Cowboys. Be a good. Yeah, there's a, when, certainly mm. when he was at the Cowboys, there was a lot of. Yeah, it did become a thing when they started to go well that Matt Singh, you know, yeah, um, he doesn't get talked about because he doesn't play in a Sydney team, but he's very good. I I think I think Luke Burt and Jason Nightingale. And Steve Turner are extremely good candidates. I think Michael Robertson is also very good. Um, I think Luke Burt has to be there. The whip yeah. is too big. I think yeah, I think we have to pocket him in the two. I think um, that means that we've got we're going Luke Luke to start the uh, to yeah. start the team. Can we get a team of thirteen Luke? Can we get Luke Cavell on the other wing? We're well on the way. Can we just do that? We can do that as a separate pod. I can't I think of very many centers I would want by Luke, but uh, no, no. I mean, I, Luke, you could move Luke Lewis out there, I suppose. So yeah, you could well, pick like Penrith or Luke Lewis, I suppose. Yeah, um, um, yeah so, so I, I think Luke Burt has to be in. And I'm yeah. looking on the list. I think we could have. I'd I'd be happy with if you want to if you want to give your casting vote. I'd be happy with Singh, Merritt, or Turner, um, or Nightingale, probably. But I would probably have Nightingale behind the others. So if you've okay. got a casting okay. on any of them, I would have them pretty comfortably above some of the others we've talked about. Yeah. So what I'd do you be happy with Singh, Turner. I, Turner. I think Singh, Merritt, or Turner are above Robertson and Nightingale. Just at, in terms of underratedness, I, I, yep. I would take Turner if you had him on there. I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Was, okay. Let's. Yeah. Why don't we go with him? Why don't we go yeah. with Steve Turner as the as the quintessential 
good. So we've got, and I think that's a good mix there. We've got, when we think about the concept as far as mm. it applies to wingers, I think we've got one who very often battled away in a pretty rough side. Luke Burt mm. didn't play for a lot of Parramatta. Like he, he wasn't so much involved in the multiple prelims mm. Parramatta and was very much the gunky as the mid 2000s. Mm. Um, and he did, he always did things. The reason that he annoyed me so much was that he always, like often against the Knights, produced these miracle plays when they were coming last. Like he kicked a field goal in the Kalis game. He kicked a fir- he he scored a match winning try after the bell in another game in I think two thousand and five mm. two thousand and four ish when they were like might have been two thousand and four because I think they were running last and they beat the mm. Knights you know um, and then we've got the 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 winger in a good side it falls over the line in yep. Steve Turner and everyone says what a good trainer he is and how well he's done to get to mm. this level so that takes us that's our wingers sorted we'll move to the centers i'll give you a few before you give me these can i say that there is a cat that doesn't apply to everyone here but but there is a real thing on here if you look for like themes on my list being slow is yeah. a massive being slow and or and or known as a good defender which is often the same thing are massive pluses for being an underrated center like you're not going to get willy tongers on here like you're getting people that are like you know yeah. uh slow and defensive totally or like good at two-on-ones and stuff basic football skills is a very there's a player in mind that i yeah that that fits into that category uh my centers Mm. i think uh i think paul bowman is a walk-up here um i can pencil him in i've already written i think he sort of has to come in i think it's very hard not to pick paul bowman i think for a couple of reasons yeah Uh, one because he played for the cowboys when they were awful Mm. um and was getting picked from the Cowboys for Queensland. Yeah. So it became a big thing. And when the Cowboys became good, there was a lot of talk that it's like Paul Bowman deserves this, that yeah. he, he deserves this moment because he's been battling away with them for so yep. long. So I think he's very hard to leave out. For the other ones, I, I did have Adam Mogg. Uh, I had some other guys. I had Josh Hannay, Kane Lynette, uh, yep. Paul Fatawira. But yep. my, 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 my blue ribbon candidates at centre are Ryan Cross, Steve Bell. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I thought all I thought when we got this down was if he doesn't say Steve Bell, then I, it's someone else on the end of the line. This is some sort of body snatcher. Steve yeah. Bell is one of my like you talk about being smug about football and wanting to yeah. like lord it up. But me talking about Steve Bell is very much one of those yep. cases. Like no, no, you know people forget Steve Bell. Um, and uh, the other one I had, and he's probably more in the in the Steve Turner mold, but uh, Michael Devere. Uh, yeah, I, I nearly put Mick Devere in there and left him out on the basis he can't play for Brisbane and be underrated. But yeah. I, I think it, that's a fair call. I, I won't argue with his inclusion. He got um, he got as far as State of Origin on the base of being that Brisbane team and had mm, goal kicking and all that stuff. But I do think they're a stronger candidates than him. He also got the stapler stuck in his head, which I just think once we if we got onto him, we need to mention it. <laughs> someone <laughs> mentioned someone mentioned it the other day, and it just got to get a run. Like it yeah, really does. It has to. Um, you know, all I ever do when I think of that, by the way, is remembering the footy show app where Reg Reagan was on. He's like, come on, it's not that flaming hard and starts manging the stapler <laughs> under his own head. <laughs> like, talking about the trans, but uh, anyway, different I've, era. I've got all of them, yeah. Uh, and I'll add a couple to you. I have, uh, I think as a modern one, Brad Parker is one of the yep, the, good the shout. Last, uh, uh, underrated centers. I Phil Graham. Great um, shout. That's a surprise. Yeah. I'm disappointed I didn't think of him. Either. I thought yeah. you would. I was really – I'm actually yeah. – yeah, I've judged you quite a lot there. Uh, I have Joel Monaghan, mm-hmm. uh, I think was underrated. Uh, I, I think I think that – I know you don't – neither of us like him, but I do not think we can not have Jared Croker. 
Um, well, he's, he's like Jared Croker has been is almost Luke Burt ten years later. Like like Luke mm. Burt, like the, every year someone is suggesting that he should play State of Origin and how good he's been and everything else. And um, so he's got to be there. I have. It's a bit gratuitous, but I do have Jamal Alessi on the list because I thought he was underrated. I thought he did a job. You notice how many Raiders are coming? Like Phil Graham, yeah. I'm so annoyed that I didn't. But, yeah. but like Phil Graham is so, if he didn't play for the Raiders, people would see how good he was. And just yeah. so is Jared Croker. Like if he didn't yeah. play for the Raiders, everyone would know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I've never thought Croker should get picked for New South Wales, but if he played for the Roosters, he absolutely would have. Phil um, Graham and Jared, like yeah. they had just Phil Graham in particular, is so super Saturday. Yeah. Not funny. Like seven thirty yeah. Saturday night. Oh, it's a chilly night here in Canberra, and the Raiders swinging yeah. it. Like like <laughs> Terry Campisi and that just hoiking it wide yeah. to Phil Graham. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, couple more. I have Jerome Rapati. I said Jerome Rapati. Good shout. I think yeah, that's a bit like he just genuinely was underrated, but yeah, he yes, was a good, he was he a good was. player. I don't uh, obviously like him because he broke into John's jaw, but um, yes, um, yes, very good player. Decades ago, yeah, uh, but we don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Two more. I have Stuart Kelly yes. uh, on the list, and I have one more for you. And before I say his name, I want to ask you because this is who this is. I've nominated the first player to ever win a grand final in each hemisphere consecutively. First player to ever win a grand final in each hemisphere consecutively. So he went NRL grand final, just to mm. narrow it down, and then he won one in the Super League the following year. Wow. Mm. And he was obviously a cent- an underrated centre. Underrated centre. No, I don't know. Ben Harris. Ben Harris. Yep. Oh, baby. The forgotten man of 04. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the St. Helens, I think, in 05. Ben Harris is – it's always a, a – a mate and I used to go to the grand final. We went to a few grand finals around the kind of 2010s, like either mm. side of that. And um, I can remember one year we, we used to, because we were stupid, used to go at noon mm. and watch the, like the under twenties and the new, and the new South Wales cup or the national championship or whatever it happened yeah. to be. And rugby league week or big league, it must've been had a feature with the teams from every grand final of the NRL era. Yeah. And we, of course, spent all afternoon trying to name the sides. And I just remember dropping Ben Harris. He was a Canterbury supporter. So he got me to say, can you name the 04 side? And I remember dropping Ben Harris's name and just feeling this wave of, uh, of pride wash over me for being a member of superiority, of mm. smug superiority. From that must remembering... have been you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, remembering Ben Harris, I remember thinking, yes, yeah. This is this yep. is this is who yeah. I want to be. This is who I am as a person. That's a great shout. That's how I felt when I put him on the list. Um, yeah, and I actually forgot I missed one. I have Colin Best on there too. Oh, Colin Best. Yeah, yeah. I God, think Colin. That's a, yeah. Great people, names there. If you want to talk underrated, people who've come back and done a job after being overseas, like who were underrated before they left, went overseas, came back and did a job again, double bonus points. So yeah. I don't think he'll make the final, Colin Best. But if he was close, that would be a kicker. The fact that he, I think he was underrated at Cronulla went overseas, came back and was underrated again. Yeah, Sia Soliola is very much in that yes. mould. Yes, as, as very a, much. In more recent times, yeah, yeah came back. And people, you know, he's been going really well since he came back. Um, I'm going to give you a casting vote here, Gazzy. We're pencilling Paul Bowman. I think that was yep. a walk-up start. Uh, I think there are a number of good contenders here. Yeah. Um, I, I thought Cross, Bell and Devere were very good. I think Graham and Croker are outstanding um, and Ben Harris for that matter. Uh, I will I will leave it to you to make a call. I think we should, like Ryan Cross very much um, in the why isn't he in the state of origin side mould or sort of was the third best centre in New South Wales 
for five or six years with the top two changing in that time? Yeah, I, I think so. Ryan Cross was very close. I, I thought he was super underrated, but I think it's got to be Bell or Croker. Okay. Um, and I, I, it probably should be Croker, but, I mean, if we're going to do this project, we should be in charge of it. And I just think yeah. we should put Steve Bell in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, and I will do that with the caveat that we should possibly, seriously, probably save a bench spot for Jared Croker, given That's they fine. won't run on. Yep. We shouldn't. I, I think Jared Croker is that aligned with being... Mm. Um, underrated that if we're not picking him, I think we should. I'll add him to the bench candidates at least now. No. That we should almost get him on the bench. Um, but but Bell was just. I think the thing with Bell is I think most people do. Everyone said Jared Croker was underrated, but Bell was it, saying that wasn't really the same ego trip as saying it about Steve Bell. You have to really watch. There was people that really watched the game close and would be going, "Nah, you don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about." Like Steve Bell's better than him. You know, you can see what he does. Steve Bell's repute as well suffered for the fact that he played for both sides of the rivalry of the Manly Melbourne yeah. rivalry, and so he doesn't have a he doesn't necessarily have one booster. Like, and the fact that he looked like he looked like he looked so he old. looked like he should be playing in the eighties, and like all I kept thinking is it looked a lot like a rowdy sheer in torpedo, <laughs> like aged rat, like you know people that just look like old men when yeah. they when they're still in their twenties and thirties. Like David Steve Barnhill, Bell, yeah. yeah, yeah, like Steve Bell just looked like an an like if you went in the eighties. Like half the team looked like that. Yeah. You know, like they should have retired five years ago. And like, it just, you wouldn't think he'd be in a speed position. At the no. He was and a he really was, good player. He was, was a really, he was good really evasive and dynamic. Yeah. And yeah he was a great player. player. Yeah, he was. But I, I, let's go that and let's, let's circle Croker as being a heavy contender for the bench at the end of okay. this. That's good. Um, I, think I don't that's... think we've had a heavy bench contender yet. At wing and fullback, I didn't think anyone was stiff, but I think Croker's stiff. So yeah. we'll write him down. And we are obviously, yeah, that's, that's right. Okay. I'm happy to cop that. Uh, and I'm comfortable with Steve Bell wearing three. I've got Paul Bowman obviously as a nailed on four, and I'm okay with Bell as a three. So I think that he I, I, I felt awkward. Speaker. I'm fine with Bell in three. I felt awkward about Bowman, but I'm fine to go there. Uh, I, no, I think Bowman has yeah. to be a four, and I'm That's like fine. I'm writing yeah. the team out. Bowman four looks good. Bell is okay, so I don't. I think Bell has to be three. Yeah, yeah. Bert and Turner, I both think of as twos, but I'm going to allow Turner to wear five. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad yeah. you think that's as important as I did. I was always like that, and it was it was it was inconvenient in like playing as a in for the Glendale Gorillas and playing for my school rugby side and stuff as well because like I wasn't good enough to demand numbers, but I'd almost like always be like, no, I can only like if I'm in the centres, I'm wearing four, and I'd be demanding that like the four be the left centre and the three be the right centre yeah. because right centre was Gidley and Jamie Lyons' position and Mark yeah. Gasnier. And I'd be doing that and in rugby. I'd go, I have to wear the 11, not the 14, because 14, like, people will think I'm on the bench because they'll think it's rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like, and I'd be like, so, yeah, and I had all this stuff going on, but I was, like, very much prima donna-ish, but not any good. And, like, the 12th best player in the team and unable to demand numbers and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. You, <laughs> Matt Gidley wearing four in State of Origin used to make me extremely uncomfortable. It's, it's abhorrent. It's, it's not right. No, it's not. It's right. not. Yeah. Three has to play right centre. Yeah. Based purely three... on Jamie Lyon, Mark Gasnier, and 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 um, Matt Gidley. Principal. And I think of three, I think of my, the classic three is Jamie Lyon, Matt Gidley, tricky centre, who might be a yep. bit lower, a bit shorter. I think yep. M- Matt Cooper is a classic four for me. Yeah. Tall, rangy, taller, yeah. rangy, like, just English and stuff. English, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I could we could go on, and we yeah. could actually we could actually we name a thirteen. We could actually do this as a separate episode. A team of the classic like archetype yeah. of the of each number. Um, yeah, that, yeah. You'd have like yeah, like a Trent Barrett in a six, and a yeah. you know that sort of thing. A big tall ten. 
Bailey and Riles, eight and ten and all that, yeah. Mm. Um, would you like me to give you a five eights? This is a pretty short list. Yeah, I found halves really difficult. It's very hard to be underrated in the halves, but yeah, throw a few at me. I've only five, got I've only got three names. I've got four. Five eights even harder because halfback there in the late nineties, early two thousand there was leftover crafty halves a bit. Yeah. Um six was really hard because it's been a very dynamic position. Um uh, but I've got a couple. So I've got um I have Adam Dykes. Oh, I think that'd be well there. Done. He's on um, I wonder if you can get all three of the ones I named in your list of four. That would be very I've impressive. Got, I reckon I've got two. I, I, I've got Scott Hill. Oh, go on, um, King. Yeah. So Scott, I've got Scott Hill, and Scott Hill is on the Robbie <laughs> Ross principle. Scott Hill was a gun, but he played in Melbourne, had injury, hit his career, and he played his best football in Melbourne and also missed their grand final win. Mm. So, like, that really harmed his how good he was. But he played Origin and Australia and everything. was a real gun, but he just sort of, being missing, being out of town and missing the grand final, yeah. you know what I mean? Like being out of, out of the main stage of Sydney and, and missing that. Um, I have two more. Uh, I don't think you'll have them, but I, I have Ben Walker. Oh, that's um, interesting. I didn't have that. Who I think, yeah, he was a good player, you know? Like he was a, mm. he was a good player, but he was never going to make a rep side or anything. But like if he was, so like, they've disappeared a bit from the game. You and I have said before, those guys below origin level that are still good. And if you had Ben Walker in your halves, provided other things were right, you wouldn't be upset about that, you know? Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't. We support a team this year that's really bad in the halves and you're panicking they don't have this and that. If one of them's Ben Walker at his best, and as long as the other ones are good, you can you can get around with that. Yep, I'm um, fine with that. Yep. And I have looked I don't he wasn't really, but I just had to put I had to put David Miles on here for that <laughs> run for the run to the, the Cowboys run to the prelim. Uh, with with him at five eight, like the pre person <laughs> era. <laughs> I had to get him in. Oh, that's so good. That's such a wonderful thing to bring up. If you play in the halves for the Cowboys into that, which brings in who will be on the list of halfback. If you play in the halves for the Cowboys pre-Thurston and get that far, I just think you've got to be on the list. No, I think that's right. And and the thing about David Miles, he has the rare distinction of scoring. I'm, I'm almost certain of this, and I will check, but I don't think I have to. David Miles has the distinction of scoring all the points in a final for either side. The, do you remember which final, Gazzy? You should, I, I reckon you probably will. Oh, I don't actually. I'm not. I'm not as versed on Cowboys finals as you. Which final was it? In the 2004 run, yeah. when the, in the second week, remember they took the game. Brisbane yeah. had the home game and they took it up to North oh, Queensland. Yes, remember yes, Bruno yes, Cullen, yes. classic Bruno Cullen, one of the great rugby league administrators, by the way, Bruno yes, Cullen. Yes, did the big noble band. gesture and yeah. took the game up the North Queensland. David Miles scored a try and kicked two penalty goals. And, and yes. converted it and kicked two penalties in a ten nil win over Brisbane. So he scored all the points in a final. It's funny. I have such. I have really. Was that Talis's last game? I yes. Remember, yeah. I th- that's all I remember about it because I have really clear memories of the Bulldogs one, which we obviously watched, and I, I'm quite clear on the, the debacle of the East one. Shame. Um. But um. Yeah. I, I I didn't remember that. But that's really good to know. Who did I miss from your list? If you had three. Well, the only one that I had. This will annoy you, but he is a great example of someone. He did the, and I think this is a product mm. of the modern world. He did the journey from underrated to completely overrated and overpriced in the space of about six months. Um, Blake Green. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Yeah, he, he, I, he, I left him off. I considered him. I don't think we'll have him, but I no. think if you're going to talk about this concept, and especially as it applies to the modern day, Blake Green went from someone nobody had really heard of to, oh, geez, he's really doing a job in, at Melbourne. Like, he's such an important, you know, he's really helping out Cooper Cronk to three separate clubs signing him as a like culture and cool head signing out of Melbourne really quick. That all happened yeah. in the space of about four yeah. years. 
And, he, and the thing is, he was fine until everyone said he was good. Exactly. Um, even at Manly, he was all right. But then he got that huge deal to go to the Warriors, who basically farmed Sean Johnson from him, which just insults my sensibility of what's good about football. And they were terrible with him and worse than they were with Johnson. Never did anything. And it really bothered him. But you're right. He, he, for a long time, he was under... I, I'm happy to have him on the list. Um, I, I'm not going to pick him, but I no. I do think that he typifies another con, another kind of subgenre of overrated players, which is when they get talked about as overrated so much that you start hating them or yeah. not hating them. But like I started, yeah. going, oh God, I wish everyone would shut up about Blake Green. Like we get it. He like, he can catch him. Like he yeah. kicks him in the corners and stuff. Like everybody knows. Now. Chad, Townsend. About it. Chad Townsend's one of those. Um, he, he was like dependable doing a job. There was a point where he was before he went to the Warriors and was basically a reserve grader at Cronulla. I was like, hey, every time he gets picked, he does. Okay. Yeah. And then eventually it got so whipped up about how good he was steering that every time he made a mistake, I started to be like, well, there you go. Shut up for five seconds, like about 10 yeah, seconds. Yeah, totally. And it's not, not their fault, right? Like, it's actually no, not no, their fault. No, no. It's nothing yeah. to do with the player. It's just how other people talk no. about them. I tell you the um, two opposites of that, of the Blake Green effect, just a total tangent here. The two opposites of that are, are Jamie Soward and Matt Moylan, people who started spectacularly and then dropped like, oh, Soward not even started spectacularly, but was so hyped up as being great. Yeah. And then, and Moylan who did start great and looked really good. And then they fall off so badly that they end up, that they end up having a second wind that everyone thinks great. And, and Matt Moylan's having it this year where everyone's like, Jesus, Matt Moylan's going well again. So How quietly, good but like, Say so quite, yeah. you know, Matt Moylan's not going too bad. He's like, he's no, starting to come. Yeah, yeah. It's good, it's good to see that. And Soward, like, they, they almost have got, but they almost, their stocks almost got so low, him and Soward at one point or another, that they almost, it almost isn't a, a second wind of underratedness, the second. Because yeah. no, people, if I go and say Matt Moylan's going well, people who don't watch that close this year will still be going, ah, oh, Moylan. Ah, he's yeah. always injured. He doesn't do anything. It's, um, but yeah, that's sorry about that side tangent. Um, no, that's fine. Are, are I, you happy to draft Scott Hill? Because yeah, I think I, I think Adam Dykes is, is an honourable mention, but I think Scott Hill's fairly far away. Yeah, Adam Dykes is a great option in the sense that he was always around the finals and always around, yep. but never talked about for State of Origin mm. because there were a lot of good halves around, right? But yep. he's the kind of guy who might have got picked in the middle of the eight-in-a-row Queensland run if he was still around. If he had been as good as he was in the yep. early 2000s, and had been around in 2010 or something when they were picking. Oh, he'd have got a game. Yeah, he might have got a game, but otherwise, no. He was yeah. he was every bit as good as like Peter Wallace or Brett Finch or something. Like every, yeah, or just, yeah, yeah. Seriously, like probably they better. ended up they ended up yeah. picking Campisi, for example, and he was about that level, you know. Yeah. Um, and liked by the same kind of people. So yeah, I think Scott Hill is our man. Uh, he was the first name on my yeah. sheet in that position. We moved to halfback again. Really tough position. I've only got three. Um. I think there's a pretty, nine. No, I've got a pretty yeah. clear favourite. I'll so give you the I... other two. Um, I did. I, I, I listed Craig Polamalta as one of yeah, them. Yeah, got him. Yeah. Yep. I thought Bingo. he might be. Yeah. Uh, again, half in a really good side. Have played a lot of finals and was always thereabouts. It's very. Mm. He's got the right vibe for underrated yep. status. It's again noting that it's difficult at halfback. Uh, the other one, this is a very elite option. He's probably the best player on my list of any position. But I do think that he did, at different times of his career, become known mm. as underrated. Scott Prince? Yeah, I, I think he's a bit good. 
He, yeah. He's probably a bit good. Kind I'm, I'm happy that. to accept that. I thought we were getting very close to you saying, because I've been stealing myself to argue that French Sherwin's not underrated. I, he's not on my list. Good. He's not yeah, on my list. I, felt you I don't have him. There and I was about to say, I've been, like, I don't, no. like, I just don't think he's underrated enough, but go on. That's fine. Regular no, I'm, not, I'm not having Scott Prince. He was too good. Regular listeners will know my fondness for French yeah. Sherwin. I haven't included him. Um, the yeah. half, yeah, and I accept that Scott Prince is probably too. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was when he was at the Titans and that it was always very, oh, Scotty Prince, the old master, like, yeah. you know, but I do. Before you name your number one, I just want to say here that I have a really – like this is a position I came in ready to fight hard for someone for, so it'll be really interesting if it's not him. Yeah. We're going to have okay. a debate. So I'm really keen to hear it because I have someone I really want. Okay. Um, so I'm really keen to hear this. My my top candidate for halfback is Jeff Robson. Is it? Yeah. Is it? So that's not mine. But okay. that's a good That's a good shout. That's uh, I left him off the list. So that's, that's a good okay. call from you. He, I he, think – he, he came to in, be there. He came into me as a I, I thought of him as a in that Parramatta side when it was yep. all Hay and Hay and more even Mortimer to an extent. There was always yeah. this undercurrent of you know, yeah. Jeff Robson steers around the park. They didn't have him. Yeah. So I think he's a, in a position. And he ended up getting a deal hard. at Cronulla. Like Cronulla yeah. was short of halves, ended up having him steer him around for a while when they weren't too bad, like maybe the Carney era and stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. very hard to be underrated at half, especially in a team yep. that makes the grand final. But he's the one that jumped out at me. But I'm really keen to hear your list. So I've got a few. I'll, I'll leave who I think needs to win it last. And we'll I won't, I'm that, not but... prepared to die in a ditch over this position, can I say? So I'm probably going to wear whoever I am got here. To, so so we'll, this we'll, is, yeah. we'll, we'll thrash it out, though. Uh, I think I do have Peter Wallace on the list. I think he is, yep. he's underrated. Did a job. Ben Hornby as well. Uh, Nathan Fien. Yeah, good shit. needed to be yep. on the list. Uh, I have... Uh, I have Noel Goldthorpe, who probably just makes the error, so he's probably a bit early, yep. but I've put him on there. I have Matty Head. Yeah, like that. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. And the one I think it needs to be is I, I just can't see any world where it's not Michael Monaghan. Michael uh, Monaghan, yes. got to be Michael Monaghan. Like, he's the most under – the way – when he went when he was like captain of Manly and playing halfback before they got Orford, and remember how crap they were like before mm. that really early era where Des took over and they got Michael Monaghan and a few – Ben Kennedy and a few tough guys in there. And then Monaghan just did a real job, like a real tough halfback and really lifted him up a, a couple of notches. And they went even further when they got Orford and stuff. But I, I think, I think Michael Monaghan, like I, I, if you want a guide of he should be picked in origin, uh, that was me. Like when, when he was playing for Manly, that was me yeah. every year saying Michael Monaghan should be because the New South halfback. Gus said it one year too, and I was really remember showing everyone at school like the paper going. I've been saying this for two years, and like Gus's, and everyone was going, "Oh, like <laughs> usually it's like stay ten meters away and don't talk yeah. to us." But, but I was going, "No, no, look, like Gus has finally said it too." I can I can remember. Uh, I yeah, I I went through. No, I wasn't quite that fervent about it, but I do definitely remember saying, watching Michael Monaghan. He was very much that that manly side for a couple of years there, got into real Super Saturday or yep. like 2 p.m. Sunday. They were a special for the 2 p.m. Sunday game on Fox, mainly. It went from bad, like bottom of the table bad, to like that entertainingly 12th zone for a bit. Yeah. Like as and they he was to get the... a bit better. And he was, yeah, they, they just got a few guys in and then they, they sort of jumped and jumped and eventually became, you know, excellent with quite a few of those players not there anymore. Yeah. Um, did a job at Hooker too, can I say, about Mick Monaghan once they got Orford. But when they got Orford, I was devastated because I was like, oh, this is just rubbish and stockpiling halfbacks and Mickey Monaghan. Good, yeah. God, he was a good player. He was. He was a great player. He's, he's player. entitled to be remembered really well. Uh, and he is our halfback in our 
You're prepared I'm, to cop that? I'm prepared to wear it. I'm, I'm not going to die. I'm going to hear, hear anti-arguments against No, no, it. no, I think that's right. I, I think he, there was definitely that sort of talk around him. The fact mm. that he got gazumped, dare I say, for uh, for Matt Orford adds to the, the thing yeah, as well. Yeah, it does, um, yeah. That, that because there were people like you saying, geez, this is a bit harsh. You've been going really well for them. And if they just improved other parts of the team, you know, like, he, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's absolutely fair to put him in at, at seven. Uh, and we will move on to the front rowers. Uh, now, yeah, I think before before we do the forwards, I just think if you if you need a toilet break, a glass of water, or something to do it now because the forwards might take a while. <laughs> yeah, stick stick it on pause. Stick it on pause. I think um, we've only got four positions, but it's going to take a while. Uh, we will start with props. Would you like to give me some of your names yep. for props? I've got a couple of good ones in mind, but I'll. This yep. is a this is a much bigger field, so I think we could end up with not as much crossover. Yeah, it could happen. Um, I have the first person I think of when I come up with this is always Danny Nutley, like oh. every single time. So he's one of the two I've got underlined in red, in case you. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, good. I uh, have Martin Lang. Uh, yep. this, this is almost in order of team, accidentally. Then I have Chris Beatty. So yeah, let's go in Cronulla, battling Cronulla. Play. We haven't, we haven't, <laughs> you haven't missed one of mine yet. Uh, I have Luke Douglas. Nigel Plum, uh, Tony Butterfield, uh, Darren Britt. I think Darren Britt was underrated. He played, I think he, Darren Britt, I don't quite remember, but I think he might have played for Australia and not New South Wales. Might be one of those. Oh, I think like, you might be right the, about that. He definitely the Joel played for Clinton Australia. principle. Um, it, it, it's the most, that's the most notable one I can think of is Joel Clinton, by the way. Um, yeah. But in terms of that rule. Uh, so where was I at Darren Britt? I have Peter Cusack, um, yep. Ned Caddick. Which <laughs> I just kept going through the same teams. I've I got Todd Payton. Yes. Um, and I have uh, the God King himself, John Scandalis, um, who I think needed to be on there on any list. Uh, I've got knees up Craig Smith. Uh, that's St. George and uh, yes. Age of Newcastle Knights, Craig Smith and not Melbourne winger Craig Smith. Um, Shane Tronk. Yeah. So Paul, he's... Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I, I, I've got a, a reasonable list here, but the two names that I had underlined in red were Danny mm. Nutley and Shane Tronk. Yeah, Shane Tronk's got to be high up there. I have Paul Stringer. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Paul String had to be on there. Country rugby league values too afterwards. Yeah, um, wow. Luke DeVico. Yeah. Um, Paul Rahihi. And I think one of the more modern examples is Matt Pryor. Yeah, you think about that's that, good. Everyone in that, like even now, if you get Michael Ennis talking about that grand final year, he go, you'll get him on and he'll be going in his deep sort of voice that everyone was talking about Gal and Fafita. But I'll tell you what, he's gone, his teammates, we knew how much Matt Pryor gave us. And they'll go, Wade Graham will be going, oh, that final against the Raiders and grand final. We'll never forget the effort Matt Pryor made that game. It's always, it's yeah. quite classic. His teammates know what he brings. And, and they'll and be the, talking about his line speed, like getting up in defense and all this, and not whilst Andrew Fafita is trampling and stomping and Gallon's there and Wade Graham and Lewis. And then, so like he might be the worst. Would it be fair to say with Ennis there and, and who they had on the edges that he would be comfortably the worst forward in that pack? Yeah, I would have thought so. Fafita, Ennis, Pryor, Lewis, Graham, like Gal. Yeah, like, they're, they're all like possible Hall of fame level sort of players. Um, but he was a good player. He's a really modern example. And he wasn't real big or anything. Yeah, mm. no, that's true. He, he is a good example, actually, from from very, very recently. Whenever um, you say his name, do you sometimes, for no reason, he had a much less good career, but automatically think of boxing with Jared Safi? Because I always I say, always, whenever I write no, just, like, Well, yeah. Justin Paul. I always think of... Like, I do those... it with Safi because they both come through as small, as like 
outside back second rowers at St. George and stuff. And I, I do the same. I've always done that. I do the same with Caddick and Cusack. I always box together. And I do, once I think McKenna, I always think Eismonger. And I always, I, I always do Pryor and Jared Safi. And I know that's weird because they had very different careers. And Matt Pryor would be aggrieved to be boxed as, with Jared Safi. As Mark, Geyer, as Mark Geyer said many years ago, I'd love to be a fly in your brain. Uh, <laughs> that's just tremendous. On, on the subject of Darren Britt, uh, nine tests for Australia and no origins, which is, is there a World Cup? Uh, I should, yeah, it must be. But, yeah, nine tests for Australia and no origins, but one game for country. Uh, now, that is all good. I like a lot of those names. I had a, few, I had a few to add. Mm. Um, a more modern one, Mark Nichols. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jacob Lilliman. Yep. Uh, Aidan Tolman, if we're going modern. But then going back a little bit, uh, Tim Manor, Bryce Gibbs, Scott Bolton, Tom Leroy Lars, uh, and then a, a bit of a far out one on the basis of playing in the bench for two premiership sides, Paul Marquette. Yeah, I have Paul Marquette in the second row, so yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, and he's a great example of like listed as underrated, gets a big deal, culture signing, modern day, Tim Glasby. Yeah. I nearly put Tim Glasby on there too. I, I didn't want to put people that stunk at Newcastle on the list too much. Yeah, well, <laughs> to think about them too much. Um, that's fair. No, um, that, that's fair. If we're going to do that, we should probably include Brian Norrie if we're going yes. to go Melbourne. Um, yeah, Brian Norrie is very much the the kind of is held up as one of the, the kind of Bellamy. Yeah, uh, yeah. All, now, all good additions. Like the only one I will count out is uh, I. I don't think Tom Leroy. Like I thought Leroy Lars was. Uh, falls into another category of show we might do at one point, which was origin bolters, is that people that yeah. like, sort of inexplicably did make rep teams. Like I think career-wise it would be quite, it's a bit egregious mm-hmm. that Sean Fensom didn't play State of Origin and t- Tom Leroy last did. Yeah. Not that he wasn't any good. I just think it was a bit of a, like, a bolter from the blue, so to speak, when he got And it hit. was in that era, right? Like, it was in yeah. an era where they were just throwing nets over like, people to yeah, pick for go, New South Wales. Yeah, like, it wasn't this clamour of people thinking he was under. It was more like, hang on, where'd that come from? But I'll wear the others. Um, yeah. Any favourites? My favourites, I think, out of all of that, I think Tony Butterfield is a great shout, especially amongst Newcastle people, that yeah. there is this undercurrent of people of a certain generation who want to tell you and want to make it very clear mm. that everyone talks about the Chief, but he couldn't have done it without Tony Butterfield. Yeah, um, me being that undercurrent. Yeah, which, is, <laughs> which by the way, is a, is a perfectly valid view. I yeah. don't mean to sneer yeah. at those people, but it is, a, it is absolutely a, a thing in the game. I really like Nutley. I think he's a walk-up. Especially I think, because yeah, you've got to have nuts. Because because Nutley reached underrated player Nirvana by by getting picked really late for New for Queensland mm. and, and winning, you know, with Queensland. Yeah, Butts got that. That Butts also got that. He got that um, mm. like when he was in his early thirties, got that one origin game when the Chief pulled out really Which, late. Again, um, John yeah. Wood, you know, John Wood Blue Healers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that's the, it. yeah, it is. Yeah, it's if you actually you actually achieve the thing long after you did the stuff that might have deserved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Um, now, did he actually play? I, I'm not sure he actually won the series with Butts Queensland. Or, uh, no, not, Nutley. Nutley, no. Butts didn't win a game. He played, he played one, one game in 2005. I think they might have won that particular game, though. I'm sure there was a lot of Danny Nutley celebration. So I think they... Did he get they, dropped after... Because 05 is the Joey year. If he won I, game one, you wouldn't be dropping Danny Nutley. Well, that's an interesting question. Let's hang on. I'm just going to quickly look at that. Where do you mm. stand? What do you think about Shane Tronk as an option for the other position? I'm prepared to have him on a short list. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, let me yeah. let, let me have a quick look here for short list. Um, yeah. I think I think Martin Lang has to be on a short list. I know because I think there's a position where real hardcore fans think he's better than other people do. Like 
yeah, just on sheer value of mad straight running. So I think Martin Ling, Martin Lang shortlist. Uh, I think Tronk shortlist, and I think I, I think it's hard to go past John Scandalis at least being in that. Yeah, that's three. a good shout. Um, I, I'd be prepared to cop if you wanted someone off that list. Uh, you'll have to sell it to me, but I'd be happy with Scando, Tronk, or Martin Lang. Um, and I think whoever misses out would be a fairly strong bench candidate. Could go in our short. I've got a bench shortlist here for us. All right, so um, we're putting we're putting Nutley in. Nutley's in, yeah. Yeah. What number are you assigning to Dave? Well, hang on. You're giving him absolutely. He's, well, he's, uh, yeah, he's a classic almost, eight, isn't Almost he? definitely. It'll be it'll be awkward if you pick Martin Lang, but um, I think Scando and, and Tronk could wear ten. But it, it's um, I'll give you casting vote on this one. What, who do you want? Oh, probably John Scandalis. Yep, in the ten. It, it's something clubs make a difference too. Like mm. people that are championed by the West Tigers and stuff. Like it's like the butts thing being championed in Newcastle. If you're championed by Canberra or North Queensland or Newcastle and the West Tigers fall in that category, even though they're in Sydney, because they're just generally not that good a lot of the time. You know and what I mean? Like, so when they have a champion. underdog aesthetic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like he played, you know, he'd have played because he played before the NRL too. So he would have played for the Magpies. He played some terrible teams <laughs> yeah. like across his career. And that makes a difference. And like, wouldn't he'd have been one, if he got an origin, I'd have been off my head. Yeah, he also um, um did we put Keith Galloway on the list by the way because he should be on the list if we Well, didn't. like Keith Galloway this is almost a di- I I thought about him and I thought yeah. I want to keep he's he's almost in a different category of cult hero. Yeah, who, I think that's who, fair, yeah. Who was possibly because of his cult hero status almost elevated in the game. Yeah, Corey Horsbrough style. Like yeah. if 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 Keith Galloway hadn't been a big tall redhead who played for the Benji Tigers, mm. possibly wouldn't be remembered like anywhere near as well, which is no disrespect to him, but he was always like Gus was always going on. Oh, Keithy, oh, Keithy, you know? Yeah. He, so it was almost, it was less that he was underrated and more that he was this outsized kind of yeah. Cult, yeah. cult figure. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'll wear that. I, I would like to put him, I would like to do a cult figure team one day. Yeah. Uh, and he will be. A almost, lot of them, a lot of them will be redheaded. Um, he'll almost be captain. Yeah, they will be redheaded. So, okay, we're so going with Scando and Danny We'll put Nutley. him in and we've got Tronk and Lang on a short list with Jared Croker for, to discuss the bench at the end. So that I think, because yeah. I think they're hard done by yeah, um, Lang is funny. I mean, he the thing about the thing about Martin Lang is that he um he's almost he's again he he it was sort of underrated, but also like it was yeah, always this um, there was just this admiration for how mad he was and how I, hard he ran. Like it, I know, but I, I think he's underrated. I, I'll argue that point because I'll argue that I think he was the best forward on the ground in that grand final, right? And well, this you're the, getting into for, like. But even for the game he had, that's not the message. It was admiration for him running straight. But it's like, oh, he's mad and it's a bit of a sideshow. And Morley's great and Ricketson's great mm. and all this. But he was genuinely influential. And everyone would say he was limited. Me too. Like, if you go, oh, he's great. But, yeah, he's pretty limited. Like, he's just up and down and he's just this and that. Yeah. But when you watch him, the influence he had in big games, I, I don't think – I haven't heard enough people outside of when we did that game say that he was outstanding in that grand final. No. For example, so that's true. He so, was, was if we if he ends up missing the bench for being more cult hero, that's fine. But I'd like him to be considered for it when we come up because I he think was the point just... you're making is that he actually was underrated rather than that he's kind of has the reputation for being underrated. He kind of he yeah, genuinely probably. was just not appreciated as much as he probably. That's probably been. true. Yeah. Should we go to hooker then? Let's do it. How um, many you got here? I have got quite a few here. This is a good position. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I think we're gonna have to give the position away. I got. I think we've got a problem here, but yeah. I'll come to it. Um, I'll go pure, pure hookers first. There's going to be some mixes, yeah. That's yeah. fine. I've got um, mixes on there. Just throw them in. Yeah. So I've got Lincoln Withers, John Morris, 
This is in no particular order. How about Lincoln Withers? Yeah. Lincoln Withers, John Morris, Matt Ballin, I think is a good Matt Ballin, yeah. Adam yeah. Perry, Aaron Payne, <laughs> Richard Richard Swain, uh, yep. Kevin Kingston, Jake Granville. I've got Kevin Kingston too. I thought yeah, I'd get good. you that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I'm quite keen on is Simon Bonetti. I've got uh, Simon Bonetti. I've yeah. got a great quote about Simon Bonetti, which I'll share with you in a moment. That's good uh, from you. Yeah. Uh, the other two who might, who I think, one of them I think we might need to pick at hooker in order to get Fensom in, and yeah. that's Alan Tung, who yeah. played more at lock than hooker, but played enough hooker that I think we can get them both in. Yeah. Um, and I think that might, I think that's going to diddle out some really worthy candidates at hooker. Mm. But I think it's very hard to leave Alan Tung out. I think you mm. have to have Tung and Fenson both in. And the other one who I think is a really strong candidate for bench and utility is uh, Ryan Hinchcliffe. Yeah, I've got Ryan Hinchcliffe as well. I put him at lock, but mainly because he played a lot at Melbourne, so he didn't actually come on at hooker. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but he ended up playing rep football, like at country or something at hooker yeah. and not playing free stuff. Can um, I just read you this quote by John Cartwright about yeah. Simon Benetti? I found this through, because one of the processes I went through in assembling mm. this, my kind of selections was if I was on the fence about them, I would just type their name and then underrate it into the State Library Newsbank yeah, database. Yeah, very good. Um, and get see if I got a hit. Uh, John Cartwright, assistant coach of, uh, the Roosters said they don't make him like him anymore. He probably had no right to get back on the field the other night. He was staring into space at one stage, and I said to Ricky, I don't know if we'll get him back, but it got to half time and he was keen to keen to get back out there. Now, I want to give you this quote, not so much in the context of overratedness, but just like quotes that age appallingly, and this seems so jarring to our modern yeah. years, right? He was staring into space at one stage, and I said to Ricky, I don't know if we'll get him back but it got to half time and he was keen to get back out there. He's very similar to Roy Simmons. I've seen Royce take some heavy knocks and be out cold. When that happens and they don't know what's going on, they go back to what they know and that's not to ever give up. He was pestering me to tell Ricky he was all right. You can build sides around people like that. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's a bit harrowing now, isn't it? Yeah. I just read yeah. that and I, I it's only been a couple of years that things like the HIA rule have been in and mm. all this um, – this talk about concussions and this awareness of the danger of them. And even after only a couple of years of that, I read that and my eyes bulged out of my head. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I, it's not really relevant to the underrated discussion. I just thought that I would mention it because we may, you know, who knows, we may not get the chance to talk about Simon Benetti again. Um, I'd, I'd, to think, I'd like anyway. to think we would. Um, <laughs> yeah, give me, the, what, who did I miss? Did I say, uh, yes, did so, I say Aaron Payne? Yes, of course you did. And Jake um, Granville? Good. You did, yes. Yeah. So I had most of those. I didn't have Granville or John Morris, so they're good additions. Uh, I have Brad Drew. Yep. Um, I have uh, Garlo and Dr. Death, who I put Dr. Deeth, so Dr. I put the same. Death. Right in the same category, him and uh, him and Sean Garlic, um, of people that could play hooker or lock. Yep. Um, Simon Wolford, um, yep. Dean Young, uh, Dean Trista. And, Dean um, Trista is a fantastic shout. Yeah, he's a good one. I'm really and clean. That's a good one. I think one you did me. Oh, apologies if you did mention him, but geez, he's a real Hall of Famer for this one. Is Nathan Friend? Yeah, good shout. Like he was like how how long was he considered to be good without mm. ever getting above it and playing yeah. weird teams like playing at the Titans and the Warriors and stuff. And of course, did the backflip catch try at the Warriors and stuff <laughs> yeah. like the the best thing that's ever happened. Um, it's a tough one because. You're probably right. We probably have to pick Tongue, but 
I'm so wedded to Aaron Payne. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I just, I'm happy to go with tongue, but I just have to put on record that I'm doing it under some sort of, you know, yeah. grievance of not picking <laughs> Aaron Payne. Because Aaron Payne, uh, in fact, I'm going to make him a bench candidate at least because Aaron Payne, oh, he was, I loved Aaron Payne. Um, but you're probably right. I, I don't think, I don't think we can really justify not putting Alan Tung there because he's not going to get picked at lock over Sean Fensom. And, and this is the trouble. You know, it's right? like the turbo Teddy thing for New South Wales. You just got to get them both in. Yeah, you know, that's right. And and the trouble with that is that if we put this team, because I fully intend to put this team up on our Facebook through the week. Yeah. And if we do that, and Alan Tung is not there, we're going to get like we're just going to We're going to get hate mail yeah. from every postcode. And uh, and I think not unreasonably, but because when when I said at the start, what's your Rorschach like? What what do you, who do you think mm. of? Um, I uh, I you, you I wouldn't have been surprised either way if you'd said Fancy or Tongue. So I do think he probably needs to go in. But there are some cracking yeah. candidates there. Yeah. All right, second row. Second row. It's getting pretty tight now. There's a hell of a lot of second rowers. Do you want there to give yours? Uh, yeah, I will. I have tried to. There's obviously a bit of crossover with lock forward. So I've tried to put. Most of who I think is a second rower in the second row, um, like an edge second rower, yeah. uh, people who wore 11 and 12. But sometimes you'll see some of these and people will say, I should have put them at lock and that's fine. I think, and given, bit... I think given the fence is so nailed on at lock, I think anyone who could plausibly be a second rower, yeah. you should roll out now. I've tried to roll them out there, yeah. So um, who I've got is uh, I've got Anthony LaFranchi. Yep. Uh, I have Chris McKenna. I have Nathan Long, uh, Lance Thompson. Paul Marquette, Glenn Morrison, Glenn Neil Pynchon. Yeah. yeah, Neil Pynchon. Well, he's a classic, played for the Cowboys, and that's why he didn't make origin, according yeah. to all Cowboys fans. Uh, Neil Pincinelli, Robert Ralph. Yeah, uh, like Phil, all this. Phil Bailey. Blue Bolton. Um, yeah. yeah, Chris Heinington, uh, very long time, you know, should have made – he actually should have played origin. Like, yeah. all joking about that. Like, he, I don't understand how he didn't make the origin side. Uh, Simon Mannering, I think, is one for our Kiwi fans will we'll, – Agree with us pretty heavily on Simon Mannering being underrated. Um, you know, he was a real warrior for for the Warriors for a very long, long time out there. Uh, Gavin Cooper. Yes. Um, Bluey Southern um, had to be there. Uh, Kurt Capewell, who is now getting his dues late in his career, but Kurt Capewell's been underrated for a long time. Uh, these, these are a bit left field, but I, I just think they were. I, I think Tom Simons was underrated. Like, God I think bless people you. Think, Seriously. I think, <laughs> I think people think Tom's, like, I think there's an undercurrent of people who thought Tom, Tom Simons was going to kick on and had a fair bit going on and that he was underrated. Um, and I, you I, know what happened? I so yeah. one of the one of the things I another of the things I did in putting this list together was I knowing how closely underrated status is to the success of your team. Yeah. I looked through all the grand final sides of the NRL era and I saw Tom Simons lingering on the manly mm. bench yeah. in twenty thirteen. And for just a second I thought and then I thought, no, I'm not gonna get away with this. This too it's too <laughs> I thought it's too loose. Like Gazzy's not gonna wear this, he's gonna laugh at me. And no. now you've done it, which really no. thrill, it thrills me. Yeah, it, it does. It should. Um, and I've also included, um, this is fairly left field, but I think I think Jason Pecuya was underrated as well. I Whoa. think Jason, yeah, yeah, I think Jason Pecuya as a, as a, a gratuitous mention did, did a job in the really, really good shark sites. I'm fine with that. Yeah, when guys come off the bench and just yeah. add a bit and do a bit uh, to Glenn Grief sort of role, they just come on and you go, oh, he's, 
he uh, he had something when he comes on, and you only say that when really good players go off. Like they send for feeder and Gallon off, and Bakuy comes on and go. He had something when he comes yeah, on. It's like code it, for geez, yeah. I expected the whole team to turn to pus, but he did really. You yeah, know, like yeah, it didn't. Yeah, um, yeah it didn't. Collapse. Let me tell you something, listeners. I just want to take a moment here. If you're listening to this podcast, I want to make it very clear to you that this mm. is the only podcast in Australia or indeed the world where someone might use the expression "the Glen Grief Roll," <laughs> um, and I just, I just. <laughs> I just want to mention that. Just, I just want you all at home listening to this to know how lucky you are that you found us. Yeah. Because no, you're not no, going to get, let me tell you, you're not going to get that anywhere else. You're not going to get that. Well, that's let what me, it was in my day. I believe Gen yeah. Y or whatever it is, call it the Richie Richie Fauso role. Forget, yeah, like I think those, that's but, right. But, Forget um, that. Forget them. Let me give you some names. I, uh, yeah. I put Nigel Plum in my second rowers, yeah, noting that fine. he wouldn't get picked mm. at lock. Uh, mm. I've got Lance Thompson. I've got Joel Thompson. Um, yeah, I nearly did. That's a fair shout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got Liam Fulton as a as an unglamorous member of a Benji uh, side. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. you might think that he was in fact overrated, but I, he had a bit of a like. Oh, you know, he's a really <laughs> yeah. reliable. He was very had yeah. that reliable uh, yeah. vibe around him. Uh, he got a rep for being clever at one point. Yeah, which okay. I think is an underrated thing. Being clever, you know. Uh, I've also got as a as the like. Least good forward in a very, very good side. Mitch Orbison had a real talk of like they couldn't do it without mm. Mitch Orbison for a time. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Simon, my utility list. Mm. Simon Mannering is definitely one. Scott Sorensen is the probably the modern second rower who's a bit yeah. underrated. Yeah. Uh, definitely blew his son, and I think he's a wonderful shout. Uh, I carried that torch on to when he played for the Knights. Like yeah. a long way on, I used to really go in the no, 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 like Blue Southern, but mainly played for the Central Coast Centurions. Yeah, well, Knights, exactly. Like yeah, he wasn't getting picked. Struggling. He wasn't even getting picked for the Knights. And when he did, yeah. I'd be like, "Look at that tackle he's just made! Look at the ground he's covered!" Yeah. Um, it's lucky we didn't know each other then. And then <laughs> the other ones I had: Ben Galea, yeah, Glenn Hall. Jamie. I nearly put Glenn Hall on there. That's a yeah. good shout. Yeah, and on the and I think he's I think he's he's unpickable as a starting second row, but as a real strong candidate for the bench. As a bench mm. specialist, is Jason Clark. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jason farewell, Clark. farewell, Clarky. None of us who lived through it will ever forget uh, the Jason Clark farewell. Yeah, uh, dare I say, carnival initiated by South Sydney supporters when he finally departed the club a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so I think he's a candidate for the bench, but I don't have any ambitions to put him in the team. Who are you? Mm. Who are you liking? Who do you want to slot in here? I, f- I find this very tough. Um, I-, I think I don't think he'll make it, but I think honourably we need to mention Lafranchi. The fact he- I think people will forget that he was like a walk-up for New South Wales and Australia for a little bit there because yeah. it was at the Titans, but I think I'll leave him off. I-, I-, I am fairly heavily tempted to think he is a lock, but I think Glenn Morrison's got to go close. Mm-hmm. Um, I- I'll give you some candidates. I think Glenn Morrison's top, top shelf. I think Hino is top shelf. Uh, I think Mannering is top shelf, and I think probably Bluey is yeah. top shelf, uh, and, and maybe Lance Thompson. But I, I, Lance Thompson, uh, I probably just below Bluey, Mannering, Hino, and Glenn Morrison. I think they were more. I don't think anyone was really thought Lance Thompson was stiff to miss rep footy, but I think there's a lot of people. You know, like Mannering had that talk that if he was Australian, he'd be super famous because he can't play origin mm. and, and Hino and Morrison were really thought to be gutted. And I, there'll be a lot of people who thought we could do worse than Bluey, Bluey Southern yeah. for a while. I, I'd be no, I was, I would have been one of them. What about Nigel Plum? Does he get into this, into this for you? I can't, I can't 
have him in the second row. I could have him at lock or prop, but I, I, I think it's. I think we're stretching. You think you're fiddling the, it a bit if you pick you're him? You're fiddling it a bit if you pick him. Like I think, I think he'd be quite overrated if we picked him as a running edge for, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Man values, um, <laughs> yeah. And I do think um, the other thing about Nigel Plum, which I do think counts against him in this yeah. context, is that he he kept winning. And we're going to come to the rugby league week. Because I can exclusively reveal we do have some rugby league week players poll content incoming, oh, but um, uh, Nigel Plum. And his repeated selection as the hardest hitter in the game mm. uh, in the in the rugby league week players poll did kind of push him out of underrated status into yeah. like cult figure or oh, don't run at him kind of status. Yeah. Um, so I think that probably it's rules him out. All right, dangerous, he, dangerous era when they had him and Adam Docker at the same time. Bruce Brothers hitmen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you uh, have a? Can you? I think. Oh, would you be prepared to put Heino in? Yeah, I think Heinington's a good shout. Uh, the funny thing about him is that he was a very, very good starting back rower in that Tigers 2005 side and then played a really important role 11 mm. years later uh, for the Sharks. And he was underrated again. He Similarly to Matt Pryor in that mm. Cronulla run in 16, there was again, like, oh, they, Chris Hyington's been so good yeah. for them off the bench. What a smart pickup he was, you know. Yeah, and, and in between those bookends of him being quite junior at the Tigers and quite senior at the Sharks, in the middle when not much was happening in the team he was in, he was explosively good. Mm. The Tigers. He, I have no idea why he didn't play for New South Wales. And he was certainly, there was a big clamour for him for New South Wales for a lot of years at a time been. when they weren't strong. Um, okay, so he's going in. Yeah, so you're down to Morrison, Mannering, and Bluey, and I'm happy mm. to take your word on on that. That's tough, that. I do. Ex- I, there was a lot of Glenn Morrison for mm. New South Wales talk, yeah. which I do think, but and Bluey Southern's a redhead as well. That that You're much more likely to get identified as underrated if you're a redhead. Yeah, people and I, I think people inherently see them as battlers and like a bit hard done by. Yeah, which is very unfair, I think. And if my mother ends up listening to this, she she will like presumably back that in and say that it's very unfair. But I do think that 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 is a factor. No, I'm going to let you make the call. I can't. I can't split them. No, no, no. You've, you've made me cast too many times. You've got to pick okay. one of them. Okay. So what do we got? Southern. Morrison, you've got to go between Glenn Morrison Mannering. and Southern. I, I think over Mannering, I would have Bluey yeah, or yeah. Glenn Morrison. Um, I think I'm going to go with. Um, I think I'm going to go with Glenn Morrison. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think. I think. I think we have to. He, of, he was sort of a lock, but I mean, so was Bluey. And they, 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 those days, they were a bit more interchangeable then. I think by the yeah. time Plum was playing for Penrith, that was more of a vibe that you were playing as an edge or a middle. Um, but whereas look, the further you go back, the more like second row and lock had some more similar, like it wasn't as locked into right and left edge. And, and so I think I don't see a huge problem with putting Bluey or Glenn Morrison in the 12. And I think they'd have done that a fair bit. And I think you're um I think we're definitely seeing Chris Hyington as a twelve and Glenn Morrison as an eleven. Would that be right? Given he's so oh, tall. I don't. I I feel uncomfortable with both, but I just yeah. you know, put one in there and don't tell me who's there because it'll okay. make me uncomfortable. I think okay. they're both twelves, but yeah, no, that's fine. Okay. Uh we come to lock. Now I think we've established Sean Fenton is a is a walk up here. Yeah. I will, however, I think we should there lock is the strongest position for this. Yeah, we uh, certainly got to go so through many names. Of them, and mm. I'm gonna name a few and you will have your own, but let me throw some names. Um, Alan Tung, obviously, who we've ended up selecting at hooker. Bill Peden, if Sean Fenson didn't exist, would be right in the running for this. Like, he he is a real candidate. Dallas Johnson is a great candidate. Yeah. Um, like a cracker for that Melbourne side. Like, oh, you know, don't forget Dallas Johnson. Yeah, in Queensland. They're talking up in that Queensland run that all talk about the impact he had. Like, and yeah. you look around and you're like, Slater, 
yeah, Crom, how much like lock? Yes, yeah. like how much could he have been doing that was that good at the English? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he's a perfect one. Perfect. Uh, Eliza Taylor uh, in more Eliza recent Taylor. times. Yep. Yep. Uh, Scott Sattler would have been in this, I think, if he hadn't made that tackle. I think the tackle mm. almost described. He's now such a he's he's a much bigger figure in the game. Yep. Now that he can't be considered underrated, and the underrated talk went away once he made yep. that tackle. Fair enough. But, but he certainly was in this for a long time. Uh, Wayne Bartram, yep. Kevin Campion, who actually was voted the most underrated player in the poll uh, of players. Both of them. Yep. Yep. Uh, Michael Luck. Yep. Uh, I've oh, got one thousand percent. Yeah. Michael Luck is a yeah, and and also had the distinction Cowboys and Warriors, yeah. which like makes him impossible. Like he, yeah. He's right in the in the crosshairs of this. David Stagg, who played a lot of positions and uh, might, David be in, Stagg. Mm. might be a candidate for utility. Uh, mm. And then two more, Travis Norton. Yeah, Travis Norton, yeah. And the other one who I guess you probably would have had as well is Ashley Harrison. I did have Ashley Harrison, yeah. Yeah. Ash has. I was very fond of Ash has. Yeah, so uh, was I. Good player. Good player. Uh, I, I have all of them. Uh, I have a couple more for you. Yeah. I've got Nick Graham. Yeah, great shout. Um, ball, ball playing lock, baby. Yeah. Yep. I have uh, Tony Grimaldi. Yes. Um, I, I have him some out reason. I have him fourth on my list and then twelfth on my list. So I thought of him twice. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> That's if we need a swinger. It does. <laughs> um, I have Doctor Death again. Yeah. Uh, I have Matt Hilda. Matt Hilda is right in the middle of this as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I have Shane Rigon. Um, and I have he. It, this has gone a bit too far, but. Dale Finucane for a long time, a long, long time, like his leadership credentials and why isn't he getting picked for New South Wales? And ironically, he, it all happened once he revealed that he could sing on the Matty Johns show and they started all this stuff about what a good singer he was and playing guitar went around. He started getting picked. Yeah, yeah. like it was weird. But, yeah. but for most of his career, he was unfashionable, Dale Finucane. And he's just a winner. All his teams win. Look at all these records of, of teams that he's won in. Um, and like they should be picking him for New South Wales. And I, I think... He was underrated for so long that what he's the, the raps he's getting towards the end of his career can't wipe that out. I think he's on that yeah, list. He 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 did, and I went through the same journey with him where I thought it's now too much of a thing because he's now actually rated and like considered like they Cronulla bought him on a lot of money and he's yeah. considered a really important player for them. But he absolutely you don't the thing about being in the the thing about having a reputation for being underrated is you don't have to have you can lose it and st- like. It's yeah. a point in time. It's like, you yeah. know, if you're the, you can be the best player ever if you won't, even though you were only that for five years, you know. Um, so I think I'm fine with that. And we, we, on we, that list, please, um, go on. Just, I, I think we, we'll circle a few to come back to for the bench. Would you agree that on that list, Dallas Johnson, Peden, Fanukin, and Campion should be shortlisted as so far as people that were pretty unlucky? Is there anyone else you think no, was very no. unlucky to add to the list? No, um, I think that's I'm just right. I'm just compiling a list of from all this that we can do bench with after we yeah. do our next one. Um, are you happy that we'll be picking three bench spots and a specific utility position, even though the utility is not needed technically because this team is full of battlers? I've got a utility list of people that yeah. some of which we've talked about, but a couple of which haven't come up because they're specific. The specific value I didn't have a position. Yeah, there was there's one just, in particular that I yeah. couldn't I couldn't I could struggle to put him in a position and I think we will he will be on your list as he is on mine. Uh let's we'll let's just should we is there anything more you want to add on lock or should we dive into no, utilities? No. We'll okay. talk, talk into utilities, right? Um, give me your utilities. And there could be more. 
Um, but yeah. this is what I've got with. I've got I've got Gaia, obviously. I've got Hinchcliffe. I've got Tongue. I've got Brad Drew. I have Dean Hallitow, who I didn't ah, put in any other shout. position. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think has to be there as a utility, but specifically for the fact that he might be able to play hooker, lock or centre. Yep. Um, I have Ashley Harrison, obviously. Um, now I have one here. I have he's a bit too good, but I have Darren Smith is a bit underrated for how what a job he did in good Bulldogs and Broncos teams. And like he was the leading try scorer in '98 in the competition. Yeah. And like nobody thinks he was. Nobody talks about him. Um, is there like people who follow the game will talk about him, but people don't really talk about him as being one of the better players in some of those teams he was in. So I've got him. I've got Luke Williamson, who hasn't come up on the list yet, mm-hmm. as, a, as absolute specky for utility. Yep. Uh, Dean Young, Orbo, and then I also have John Doyle um, as utility, and I have Chris oh. Chris Flannery. Yeah, boy, Hitman Flannery, Christopher yeah, did, yeah. Flannery, Blue Murder baby. Absolutely. Uh, so he had to be on there as utility, I think. And I've probably missed some, so I'm happy to hear from you. But I, I thought there's some guys that. It's this this team very much doesn't need this because nearly everyone we've picked can play about eight positions. But it's being a utility is its own subcategory of being underrated. People yeah. who just do a job, Mister Fix It, Mister Fix It is absolutely yeah. this. Is oh, you know, he's done such a good job in so many positions. Kurt Mann is a special for this, right? Like yeah. he's playing at the moment, and he is like he he plays a lot of positions, and that is seen as virtuous in and of itself. The yeah. fact that he can yeah. play there and that that is seen as like oh you know you got that's so valuable to this team you know whether he plays them well or not doesn't get much of a run like that no uh, and there might be a there might be a there might be a plurality of views about that but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah there's absolutely that is seen as in and of itself mm. being able to play a number of positions yeah. at um, at a marginally NRL level is itself seen as well, something that, that is that's used. Orbo if I missed Orbo I meant, didn't mean to and if, if I yeah. Orbo Orbo is the quintessential one of that is I know Orbo's position was second row I'd love to know how many times he actually started there yeah. um, his value was was the fact that that they could put him at center put him in second row you know put him in the middle if that put him somewhere you know they named him in the halves when they were super short and just went with if they didn't have a spare five eight he'd play there and just tackle and you'd go whatever happened in a game you'd put him out in the field and it wouldn't suck yeah, and and he yeah. did that for a very very long time for them. I, he he'd be close to the most beloved utility. I don't think he's actually underrated that much. Um, it sort of he sort of became almost a bit hyped for someone who was playing fifteen minutes. But mm. he, he he was the most beloved, I think, of all utilities. Who was it this week in the NRL who ruptured a testicle in the Dearden. in the week? Tom Dearden was it? Yeah, yeah. That, because that I think org as well for Chris Flannery's claims to this side because he famously played a grand final wearing mm. a wearing a cricket uh, athletic oh. cup. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure which of the three grand finals it was, but I, I think Chris Flannery is an, is a special for this because he's genuinely when I think of him I can't assign him to a position. He played uh, mm. he played five eighth in state of origin, I think. Yeah, I, I would assign him as being a second rower. Yeah. But, um. Yes. It, it, he is a. I. I would have him. I think here's the big question for our time is whether the utility in a rugby league side should wear 14 or 17, because they yeah. definitely shouldn't wear 15 or 16. That's reserved for middle forwards. Yeah, no, um, 15, and any, a utility wearing 15 is deplorable. Just on his Wikipedia page, by the way, mm. Christopher Flannery, uh, Locks, second row, centre, 5-8, listed as his positions in the uh, in the yeah. profile, which is quite good. I'm pretty sure he's the CEO or president of the Sunshine Coast Falcons, by the way. Ah. 
Um, he's um, he played ten origins over across five mm. years. That's a lot of origin. You know, I'm pretty sure, and you can. I'm happy to be fact checked, but I'm pretty sure he was five eight for Queensland the year that Sean Timmins was five eight for New South Wales. And I just want to use that as any time anyone says origins lost its luster and it's not the best of the best anymore. I just like to remember that there's been years and periods of time yeah. where where the the halves were Chris Flannery versus Sean Timmins. That's um. That's a hell of a time in the game, isn't it? The other great thing yeah. about Chris Flannery was the amount of them, and, and I've just done it myself, the amount of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge references to Mr. Rentakill. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, Chris the Hitman Flannery. Christopher Beautiful. Dale Flannery, uh, the Hitman. Uh, the, the, it just would constantly come up. This, this yeah. kind of contract killer mm. uh, from the 80s being permanently linked to this poor, unfortunate footballer. Uh, just on his origin record, 10 games, he's got one at 5-8, three at lock, and six on the bench. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a hell of a well, time. I have him in the 14, I think. Yeah, okay. You're, I'm, you're, I'm, I'm a 14 man because I believe that what happens when you don't make the team is people go, oh, I'd be a good 14. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, if someone I, it depends out, who it is. I, I think of different players as having a different... A player. hooker, it doesn't apply to Flannery, but a hooker utility, like a guy that might, like Craig Wing in Origin needs to wear 14. Mm. He's going to come on at hooker. Um, and I, I don't, I hate wingers on the bench, so I can't think of a winger, but a, a utility, that forward utility might get away with 17. But I think I think a general utility should be 14. It's like, oh, he's a good 14. Okay, you know? I'm fine with that. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely fine. So, are you happy to put Chris Flannery in the other? The only other utility I, I had, so. I think, all he wasn't a bench player, but, yeah. but someone who played a lot of positions, and even at, mm. again at Queensland level, Daniel Wagon was another. Yeah, I, I thought of Daniel Wagon too. I didn't put him on there, but that's a good shout. I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. I think he ended up playing for Gundagai. And as far um, as subs, subs go, and kind of underrated, and had a lot of hype around him. Rod Jensen might would, would be worth a mention as well. Yes, uh, that's a good shout. I, I should have put him on the list. I'm ashamed. I, 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 when I did positions, I kept not putting him in one, but thinking I'd get him in utility. And <laughs> so um, that's a fair shout. I, I, Orbo's stiff, and I think we will get hate mail for leaving Orbo out, but I, I, I would have Flannery over him. I, I think it, for a genuine utility, I think it's hard to imagine Orbo playing 5-8 in, in origin. Right, like, mm. it's hard to imagine that world that that would be picked. And I think if you can play five eight for Origin in your your back rower and like yeah, and he would have played in the centres and stuff and a, a bit here and there. So I'm I'm having Flannery. That's my that's my utility. Okay. Um, Matt Guyer is another. I, I think Matt Guyer is pretty unlucky. All right. Well, yeah. look, I, I think this is what we should do. We've got three bench spots. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you. I'm going to allow you to just pick two that you thought was stiff, and I'm going to pick one that I thought was stiff. And they, and they can be anyone. Just someone that you want in the team that we didn't get in the third team. Yeah. Well, I have to. I have to take Bill Peden. Okay. Bill Peden is our fifteen. Yeah. All right. I'll give you one more. You go, and I'll. Yeah. Uh, I'm really wedded to the idea of Jason Clark. I have to say, he he. There was so much like madness I'll, around. I'll him. tell you who I wrote down that has been unlucky thus far. Yeah. You're welcome to go, Clark. But I wrote down Croker, Tronk, Lang, Payne, Southern, Johnson, Peden, Fanukan, Campion, Guyer as people that were a bit stiff yeah, to not Johnson, make the team. Johnson's unlucky not to be. I've probably got to go. Oh, Dallas. I, th- I think if you were, I think Clark over Johnson's a bit rough. Yeah. It's your, it's well, your pick. Well, but... I don't mean to say that Clark was more underrated. I just mean yeah. to say that Clark had such. The reason I'm wedded to the Jason Clark idea is there mm. was so much hysteria about what a good servant he was. 
but he's like yeah. he's coming off the bench and doing a job and all this stuff. But I, I think in the scheme of things, Dallas Johnson absolutely has to go in, and yeah. he is in the sixteen, and I'll give you the seventeen. I'll narrow it down and we'll, we'll thrash it out. So Pete and Johnson are gone. Uh, I'll leave Fanukin off. He's got too good. Yeah. Um. I think, I think Gaia. This is hard. Bluey, Gaia, Tronk, and Campion. Uh, Campion's a bit stiff to miss out here, but I, I think it's Gaia, Bluey, Southern, or Shane Tronk. Okay. That that's my that's my take. Do am I is that reasonable? No, that's reasonable. Um, um I, yeah. I, I think. Uh, and. I, and we can afford Matt Guy because I mean I know you're we welcome to put a hooker utility. on there as well. I know you were quite keen on Aaron Payne as well. Which, which... I was keen on Aaron Payne, but I, I think too many good locks, too many good forwards, plus Matt Guy are missing out here. Like Matt Guy was a bit of a storm godfather of being like the yeah. fourth best player in a lot of good teams. Uh, I, I can't. Have you got a? Have you? I don't na- have a... na- narrow one off for me. I've got Bluey Guy and Tronk. Take one off. All right, I'll punt Bluey. I'll give you Tronk or okay. Guyer. Pick one. Guyer. All right, it's Matt Geyer is our 17. So that means that all we need now is a coach, Gazzy, and I'm springing this on you. We didn't discuss this, but talk to me about underrated coaches. I think Uh, there is a really strong one that is almost self-selecting, but you tell me. Neil Henry. Neil Henry. um, Neil Henry. Neil Henry. Yeah, uh, Neil Henry uh, is going to be it, but when it's not him, if for some reason wasn't him, uh, Matt Elliott uh, will get a run. I'm very fond of, of Matt Elliott. Is probably number two. You've got to be. They've got to be coaches who everyone said who never, who stopped getting a job for some reason. But everyone says mm. they're unlucky not to be getting a job. Or there's this constant, what a job he's doing over there, you know? Yeah, and I think I think just to, on the principle of not getting a job and why not? I think Tooves is underrated. Yeah, that's a good um, shout. But I think it's Neil Henry. I don't think there's yeah. a. Um, Graham Murray would be someone. Graham Murray's a, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. That, that, that's that's uh, he'd be in the final. Yeah, but I think it's got to be Neil Henry. Yeah. I think that's probably right. And the fact that he has been out of the game so long now uh, and the teams that he coached and all of that stuff, I think he, he is the he is the coach who most replicates the dynamic of underrated yeah. uh, that, that, we've, that we've worked on with the team. So our team, Gazzy, this is, and I, I'm going to give you one last crack at this. If anything makes you uncomfortable, say so, and we'll get rid of them. Our fullback is Luke Patton. Our wings are Luke Burt and Steve Turner. Our centres, Steve Bell and Paul Bowman. Our halves, uh, the 5'8 is Scott Hill. The halfback is Michael Monaghan. Our front rowers are Danny Nutley and John Scandalis. Oh, that's a good front row. That's a hell of a front row. That's a lot of hit-ups and a lot of tackles coming out of that front row. Our hooker is Alan Tung. Second row is Glenn Morrison and Chris Hyington. Is that an all-Central Coast second row, by the way? I think so. Yes. I think so. There you go. That's tremendous. I I didn't intend that, but it's a good result. Uh, Our lock is Sean Fensom. And our bench, Chris Flannery, Bill Peden, Dallas Johnson, and Matt Geyer, coached by Neil Henry. I ask you, Gazzy, where would that team finish in the NRL? I knew you were going to ask that first. <laughs> but, with no, but, uh, but flying under the radar. Yeah. Coming, and <laughs> flying under the know, radar. They're going quite well. They're going yeah, quite well. Keeping it quiet and industrious. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I, they'd, they'd be up there. It's a good team. Uh, top six somewhere, top four. Might not win the comp, but they're probably, you yeah. know, there's probably, they might like a few points in the spine in the, in the grand final or something. It's coming up against Fittler or Johns or Lockyer or Thurston or something. But um, they'd be hard to beat, I'll tell you that much. They've got a lot of, a lot of very good footballers in there. That forward pack is um, absolutely fantastic. 
It is a yeah, it is. It is. There's a lot of a lot of battle there. Uh, they yeah. wouldn't be they wouldn't be given up early either, I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, just a quick thing, and this is obvious, but I think we do have to do it. And I think we might do a we could almost do a separate team on this, but mm. when you think overrated, which player comes to mind? Brayton Astor. Thank you. I thought that'd be the case. And I, again, we don't mean to be mean to Brayton Astor, but again, just as this has been about people with reputations being underrated, Brayton Astor is the ultimate. Everyone saying that he was underrated. Yeah. In form, and, and and also in fairness, I like I say that, and that's my answer. But he, he was a really good player. Yeah, he was, <laughs> and it actually became so the yeah. overrated thing became such a big deal that it became very easy to ignore that he was actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Now. A lot of that, of course, came from the Rugby League Week players poll. Oh, I miss the players poll. Let's yes, do I, it. I, well, Rugby League Week doesn't exist yeah, anymore. Somewhere do a players poll? But should. I thought I would run you through some some underrated and overrated selections from the players poll. Hit me. What years? I've got I've got about six or seven years from the two thousands era. Yep. Uh, year two thousand. Brisbane's unsung hero Kevin Campion was voted yep. the game's most underrated player, while Sydney Roosters off signing set. Sydney Roosters off-season signing Craig Wing was voted the game's most overrated. Really? I don't that's remember a, there being that sort of vibe around Wing. It must have been a bit early. That's then. in the year 2000. That disappeared, um, I think, at East. Yeah. Uh, experienced West Tigers centre Terry Hill retained his mantle as the game's best sledger. <laughs> I think he's still got that. <laughs> like now, heckling from the sidelines. He got kicked out of one of the club functions recently for getting raucous and sledging people from like the stand, asking them to come to no long, no more hey, well, West Tigers functions. It's yeah. a hell of a, it's a hell of a top three. Uh, Terry Hill retained that title over Wendell Saylor and John Hopperwadi. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, so that's good stuff. Uh, 23% of players described the judiciary as terrible and refereeing was rated the game's biggest problem. Glad we've got that sorted out. Yeah. Uh, we can move now to the year 2000, can we? Hang on, I've got to go to the other... I've got to go to the other set of files here, Gazzy. One moment. The year 2001 from the Rugby League Week Players Poll, Brad Fittler was voted the most overrated player in the game. Yeah, I'm not having that. That's 19% of people in 2001. That's the year after the intercept and the year after they made the grand final. Yeah, the year before they win the grand That's final. astounding. Yeah. When contacted by the Australian yesterday, Fitler said to the players, Paul, I'm not going to worry about that. I've got no comment at all. Uh, Chris Anderson, Australian coach, described the offending question in the poll as bullshit. <laughs> I love Chris Anderson. That's the thing good. with Anderson, he dances around the issue a fair bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The Australian in 2001 named their top 10 underrated players, by the way, mm. as part of this article. Uh, I'll run through it quickly. Matt Orford, number one, and then Simon Wolford, Steve Simpson, Jason Hooper, Craig Fitzgibbon, Jason Paul Mellor. I know. Yeah. Paul Mellor, Brendan Reeves, Ian Hindmarsh, Ali Lawatiti, and uh, and Matt Bowen. So that's a hell of a oh, list. Well, who was underrating Matt Bowen, Ali Lawatiti? Like, at any, at any time, um, yeah. Paul Mellor nearly made my list on slow center values, and I nearly put Steve Simpson in um, because just, I just well, I just thought that nobody rates him as highly as I do, and therefore he's underrated. Therefore he's underrated. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he was. I think most people when he was playing knew he was pretty good. Uh, Two thousand and three, I can take you to from the players' poll, the second year running, mm. Bulldogs five eight, Braith and Astor. Mm. Took out Rugby League's least desired award for the most overrated player. 33 of the 100 players picked an Astor as most overrated, well ahead of Dragon, Jason Riles, and Bulldog Willie Mason. But they only got six votes each. Uh, Parramatta coach Brian Smith also repeats with an unwanted honour. 
named by 33% as the coach players would least like to play under. Yeah, but that's that 33%, 20% of them were his own players yeah, and, the other 30, and the other 13 used to play for him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the, he he finished uh, 10 clear of uh, South's coach Paul Langmack on 23%. Um, make of that what you will. It's a bit unfair. I think they just didn't want to go to South. So that wasn't the point of the question, but anyway. <laughs> Not really. Cowboy Kevin Campion named as the most underrated player with 14 so he's won the award a couple of times, Kevin. Campion. Multiple clubs. Too. Yeah, different clubs. Bill Harrigan voted 80, uh, best referee with 80 votes. Uh, yeah, good. So Hot, the player, hotly the, contested field, that year. Yeah, the, the player poll, not, uh, not, not, not all that. Justin Hodges in 2004 named as most overrated player mm. uh, during his time at the Roosters. Yeah, he didn't do much there. Ben Hornby voted most underrated. Parramatta's Brian Smith, the coach players would least like to play for. Uh, make of that what you will. We find a year when that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he retired from coaching. Yeah. Um, 2005, Braith and Astor wins it again. Uh, most they uh, most the overrated That's player. They've won the comp the year before. I know. Yeah. That, yeah, it is. It's extraordinary. He he was well ahead of Dragon, Jason Riles, and Bulldog Willie Mason. Jason Riles. Um, oh, I, I remember. No, this is, sorry, this is the wrong. This is 2003. My apologies. I'm reading the same one we just oh. did. I remember a lot of people saying Riles was overrated. I used to hold the mm. line on that. I really thought he was a good player. Um, just as an aside. Now we skip forward to 2008. Mm. Uh, and this is good news. Second row, Chris Hyington voted by his anonymous mm. peers as the most underrated player in the premiership. Yep. Balancing the good news for the Tigers was 5'8", Benji Marshall being named in Rugby League Works poll as the premiership's worst defender on 22%. <laughs> now, Roy Simmons here coming out with a classic of the underrated player genre. No one had to tell us that Hyington was underrated. It's been that way for a few years, but he's never been underrated by us. Yes. He? He's never been. A, he's a player other players love to play with. That's the biggest rap I can ever give a player. Isn't it just? Isn't it? Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, it's uh, great that because nobody, nobody has ever said like Andrew Johns is a player that other players love to play with. Or Jonathan Thurston, like, oh, Jonathan Thurston, he's a player the other players love to play with. It's, it, it is reserved. They say it's the biggest compliment, but it is reserved <laughs> for people who aren't getting the biggest compliment. That's right. Who's ever said that like, Cameron Smith is a player the other players love to play with? Yeah. It, we it right, around the group. No, 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 it doesn't at all. Uh, 2009, Raiders back rower Nigel Plum and Captain Alan Tung have received awards in Rugby League Weeks magazine's 2009 mm. player poll. Plum was recognised for his tackling ability by receiving the award for hardest hitter in the league. Yeah. While Raiders captain Alan Tung was voted the league's most underrated player. Plum uh, received 20 votes for hardest hitter ahead of Dallas Johnson and Petro Sivanasiva. Uh, Alan Tung, good to see him getting a mention there. Uh, I think all of that bears out what we were saying. The last one I have for you is from 2010. Uh, Melbourne Stars knew the club was rorting the salary cap, according to a poll of NRL players. 62% believe the Storm players would have been aware of the payments. That's a pretty spicy question to put in an anonymous poll, mind you. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> Justin Poor inherited the dreaded most overrated player tag. Yeah, I, I wear that. I never thought he was particularly good um, mm. without being critical of, of elite athletes. I never thought he was... I thought I, I didn't really think he should have played Origin. It was it when he went to Para? Because I think yeah, he, went, he signed for money on Para and he was... Yeah, he, he didn't do a bad job at the Dragons. He ended up getting a deal at Para for money and, like, um, you know, probably the first and last example of big money Para signings going wrong. But Yes, exactly. It, yeah, it, they, it didn't, thankfully, um, they sorted that problem out. Yeah, it didn't really kick on on, on big coin there. And that always adds to the overrated thing, doesn't it? It's, it's mm. when someone gets a big deal. You're seeing it with David Fafita now. Like, someone gets a big deal. 
it ceases that he's a much better player than Justin Poor, but it, it nobody would be saying David Fafita wasn't good if he wasn't on a lot of money. Even if he's on is 600 grand. Yeah, once you get the huge money, um, Ash Taylor's one when he got the million-dollar deal at the Titans, people start to really highlight the bad stuff. And it's yeah. very much quicker to become overrated. Whereas when you're on half that money, people will just bypass that and go, oh, he's pretty good, you know. You know, He does a lot of good mm. things. Uh, Canterbury hooker Michael Ennis bolted in his biggest sledger, only 53% of the vote. He won it on primaries, Gassy. Um, <laughs> won it on first preferences. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, only 52% of players believe NRL boss David Gallup has done a good job on the storm issue. Anyway, mm. uh, I just wanted to give you a bit of a flavour of the NRL players poll over the years, the underrated issue. I think that all bore out what we were saying. Kevin Campion possibly a bit stiff to have missed our side on that basis, but otherwise uh, I'm pretty happy with the team we've put together. Yeah, no late changes. I'm going to stand by it. Um, I think we'll get a bit of heat over Campion. I think there'll be some people saying, where is Orbison? Um, I I think that will come up, but I'm Jared Croker. We will definitely get people saying about Jared Croker, but for Canberra fans who do get out, we have give, put in tongue and fence him, so some yeah. credit. Um, do we agree that Sean Fenson's the captain? Yeah. No, he being is, the most underrated abs- player ever. I think he's absolutely the captain, yeah. I'll put that in. Uh, we'll put the team up on the Facebook through the week. By all means, weigh in uh, and tell us what we what we got wrong. Uh, but this has been a very enjoyable exercise, I have to say. I think we'll be doing more of these themed teams. This is tremendous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It just gave me an excuse to sort of write a lot of names down, like Tom Simons and <laughs> Travis Norton. I really enjoyed writing Nick Graham down, you know. It's yeah, just writing it's this down nice on paper, to, it's, it's therapy. It's nice to see these names and picture the players. It's lovely. Yeah. Got a they lot can, of guys and he did a good job. You know? yeah, they're <laughs> just really honest. Yeah. That, honest. That's another synonym, by the way. You can add that to the list. Honest. Honest yeah. toiler, honest battler, honest whatever. Um, yeah, you never heard You never heard any potential immortals described as honest battlers. Uh Gazzy, thank you so much for your time. Listener, thank you so much for your time for about 115 minutes of it. If you made it this far, I both congratulate and fear for you. It is Morgan Campbell and Luke Garrity signing off from the Rugby League Cemetery.